I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Live. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Nick, that's you. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Gentlemen, we are... What do I say? Gentlemen, we are live, gentlemen. Are, Isn't that it? But gentlemen, why are you... Why, gentlemen. Yeah, why gentlemen? Because I'm talking to these guys. <laughs> but lady. We have a lady <laughs> present today. All right. And quite the lady she is. Ashley, Ashley, how are you doing, Miss Ashley uh, Iacona? I yes. say that right? Yep, yep. I have yep. to ask you that every time. <laughs> um, as we get started, uh, our guest today, Ashley Iacona, is a female tandem instructor. I, I really emphasize the word female because so many assholes, I mean, people <laughs> say chicks can't do fucking tandems. And not only is Ashley a lady, but you're not a big girl by any means. Right. How much do you weigh? 145. Boom, got a lady to tell me her weight. She lied. <laughs> um, Ashley is a petite gal, and yet she handles tandems like a boss. But I uh, want to get talking about her in a second. Before we do that, I uh, just want to throw uh, sh- speak English today. <laughs> throw out a big shout out to uh, Option Studios. Option Studios. We're both wearing Option Studios jerseys at the moment. Did you notice? Dude, I actually did, and I almost wore my SSK I'm jersey really today. I'm really happy that you didn't, because I'd feel super weird on the couch dressed the same <laughs> as you. Dude, I almost wore that one, and then I have a PD uh, Option Studios jersey as well. Yeah. And, I, and uh, what's his name? Hoppa. Raphael. Uh-huh. He, I'm like, man, I'm going to dress like everybody is twins now. Those PD ones look sharp. I noticed him wearing that one. Dude, I love it, man. Option Studios, they produce these pro jerseys we're wearing right now. Uh, super dope jerseys. Really love them. If your drop zone, your crew, your friends, your family, it doesn't matter what you do. Need pull-up cords. Need stickers. Need, um, what's these things called again? Pro jerseys. Wind blades. That's what Option Studios does. Check up pullupcords.com optionstudios.com give them a shout they'll design and get you your jersey uh they just made the rating center new jersey you've seen it actually you have one coming have that shit on order son so uh those of you who've seen the uh rating center new jerseys they're awesome if you've pre-ordered it i'm leaving pre-orders open for another week and a half the end of that week and a half all our pre-orders are going i'll get you guys up on production time and delivery time if you've not seen it check them out on the rating center fan page ashley I'm turning it off. You're tur- I don't really care, man. <laughs> it, no, weird. I'd be really happy if that thing starts ringing and you actually answer well, it. Just <laughs> silence. Which I just I said on just a live silence. show, so hopefully one of your friends hears it and has <laughs> the balls to call, and you're going to put that shit on speakerphone. <laughs> Who was it that answered that? Was it Carlos? Carlos? I think a couple have actually done it. Carlos gave out his number, though. Did he give his <laughs> number? That? He gave out his number, and somebody who barely knew him called. Yeah, that sounds like who that person would be. Yeah. Like, none of your good friends are going to do it, you know, because they all have, like, respect and manners. I, Wait, some, they do? Yeah, some of I our mean, friends would be. I guess my friends, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> most of my friends, not most, uh, there's a number of our friends who I think would just fuck with us and call just because they could. Well, if anyone doesn't know, the rule that we discuss, I guess we talk about it off the air mostly, is that, that if your phone rings, you got to answer it during the show. And we actually, I don't think we even tell everybody that. It's just if it rings, we're like, you got to answer it, man. Sorry. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. I think Jay Venendahl is where the start of that happened. Oh, I'm not sure, man. I want to say that's true. Ashley, how many tandems do you have? <laughs> Your phone just rang. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's somewhere between, I, I definitely should know this number, but it's somewhere between 2,500 and 2,800. Really? 2,800 tandems? Yeah. Nice. How many jumps do you have total? About 4,200. Awesome. 
I think I'm beating Daniel McLaurin. Daniel McLaurin, if you're listening, I think I'm beating you right now. You both have hair like women. <laughs> so it's okay. And I would probably put my money on you in a fight. Just saying. Oh, all right. Let's, let's not open that one up just yet. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> uh, you've got how many total jumps, you said? Uh, 4,200. 4,200 and, and 28, 2,900 of them are tandems. Yeah. Um, I, I agree we should know those numbers better. I can't tell you the exact number yeah. of tandems I have. Nick, do you know the exact number of tandem videos you've shot? Two. Two. Too many. <laughs> too, too many. <laughs> um, no, I, I get it. The fact that you're that close is we, we should have a general idea. Yeah. So you've been a tandem instructor for how long? For four years. And when did you start skydiving? It was like... It has to be three it? years earlier. No, I know. It was uh, June of 2011. And where did, where did you start? It was Westside Skydivers at the time, and then it switched to Skydive the Lakes, and now Skydive Twin Cities owns it. I want to like just catch some friends up because a lot of our fans, a lot of our listeners are from this Texas area, mm-hmm. and we hear uh, Westside Skydivers, yep. and we actually think they, w- as you know, they had to drop some down here as well. Yeah, and I, I worked there too. Yeah, so yeah. Westside Skydivers, if you're familiar with the old DZ that was here in Houston, uh, real funny story, ask me in person about how it might have disappeared. Um, it's in the news. You can look it up. <laughs> well, it is, man. It's in the it book. is. It, yes, it newspaper is. newspaper articles. Look it up, man. Operation Golden Gopher. Silly yeah, shit. It happens. Drugs are bad. <laughs> drugs are bad, okay? <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever watched a skydiving movie and somebody smuggled drugs, that shit's not real. <laughs> um, it is not. It's all make-believe. Um, a lot of our friends don't realize Skydive Westside or Westside Skydivers mm-hmm. is originally from what state? From Minnesota. 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 That's where I'm originally from. Where's the accent? Yeah. I, I'm working on the multi-regional Minna- diction. Minnesota. You know, I, I move around a lot. When I get drunk, it really comes out. But, oh, good. You know. Yes, Keep it does. Keep putting those shiners yeah. in you. I want to <laughs> yes, hear that shit. Ashley A. is uh, proficient at drinking. Yes, definitely. That's my strong suit. And uh, probably she's all <laughs> one up. And uh, yeah, that Minnesota accent will come out tonight. <laughs> so you got into skydiving at Westside Skydivers. What brought you to the sport? What made you do this? Uh, it was really random. I went to college, got the whole four-year degree, was going to do grad school. And uh, I was working at this restaurant, Pizza Luce, in Minneapolis. One of the bartenders there was actually a licensed jumper. And he was like, you're crazy. I think that you should come out and you know do a tandem with me. I think you'd love it. <laughs> I'm like, sure, why not? I had actually never thought about skydiving before. I didn't even uh, know that there was a skydiving location 30 minutes from us, which was Westside Skydivers. And so we went out, did a tandem. I loved it so much. I went back five days later, did another tandem. Five days after that, I was like, sweet, sign me up. I'm getting my license. And then uh, I think it took me two weeks to get my license. Um, And then I started packing right away, tandems. So I was a tandem packer for about two years uh, while I was getting my coach rating and uh, starting to do outside video and all of that, because I just wanted, I was like immediately just dropped everything. That's kind of my personality, though. If I feel it, I'm just like go. Smashly. What? Yeah. You smash whatever's in front <laughs> so of you. So it's good and it's bad. Well, I mean, but for real, I just did an AFF course with you, and yeah. whatever we put in front of you, you smash that goal. Yeah. You know, we joke you like to drink. You're also pretty smart about your drinking most of the time. Right. For example, the AFF course. You told everybody you weren't going to drink. Mm-hmm. Everybody laughed at you. You held true. You actually said, man, no, this AFF course is what I'm going to smash right now. Yep. And it's one of the things that immediately drew me to you as a friend was like, man, this chick fucking, if she means it, she means it. Right. She's, if she says she's going to do it, chances are she's going to do him. I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> 
what? I did get so. Can we just build to that level of vulgarity? Yeah. It's a little soon to just start you know, there. Can we build figured, just, I figured he just it was just gonna. I actually, oh, I actually planned on never going there tonight, Ooh, and I just. Well, I feel like with me, you just. Do we picking up where we left off? Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Dude, her AFF course, <laughs> it was nonstop, like beat up Ashley week. Yeah. Except for she would throw it out there. She would just be like, here you go, guys. Let me tee one up for you. It's like, what the fuck? It's never intentional. It just. No, it's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're good at it. Yeah. Yep. So you, you attack things with full force. You attack things with vigor. Right. Out of curiosity, when you started skydiving, did you know any female tandem inst- or, or instructors, period? Uh, no. No. I think it was all dudes that. Uh, sausage of, fest. Yeah. Total sausage fest. Ladies, just saying, lots of dudes working at drop zones. I mean, <laughs> you got your choice of the litter, right? <laughs> yeah. And then we're all runts. So, um, sorry, just slightly confused for one second. Um, Justin's over I'm here. I'm messing p- with you. Yeah, well, you did. Well, it, I'm like, we're not there, are we? <laughs> well, it's funny when you say the sausage thing because in college I was doing the whole all right, cool. I'm hanging out with chicks. And then uh, I was vegan and I, you know, I kind of morph <laughs> a little. <laughs> and uh, so then I started skydiving and well, there's not too many ladies in the sports and then there's dudes everywhere. And then also there was the whole, you're a poor skydiver. So you do the communal eating. So then I started eating meat as well as other things. So it was, <laughs> it was <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love you. You're wonderful. Oh my God. So you were eating meat. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I was trying to hold strong. Oh, yeah, let's stank. talk about this vegan thing for a long time. <laughs> well, that's what I was just going to say. Just for a second. Yeah. I was, so what? What, what made you decide to go <laughs> vegan? It's so terrible. I was in college. I was a sophomore. I watched Food, Inc. I cried a lot okay. with the little baby chicks. Okay. And I was like, that's it. I'm doing it. You know, and then, any yeah, like you said, I, sm- I, just, I go full blast with things just because I really want to get that actual experience of whatever I'm trying to do. And then I kind of just you know, drop off the cliff with it. So I don't, like I was super into the vegan thing and then uh, I even had a guy at a bar tell me that he would, the, the owner or whatever, told me he would give me a thousand bucks if I would eat this piece of deli meat, like the nasty one, salami or whatever. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and all my friends, I had just started skydiving. They're like, come on, you can use that to pay for a rig. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't so, do and it. And how long are you vegan for at this point when you're, when you're presented with this? It was three years. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then, what did you? What did when you caved? What, what did you eat? What was the first thing? I think it was actually a burger, one of those like juicy Lucy burgers where you stuff it. You know what I mean? Juicy Lucy. Okay, so they're oh yeah, they're cheese in the patty. Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> cheese in the patty. Oh, that sounds so funny. Keep talking okay. about that. That way um, it oozes out when you put it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a big thing up in Minnesota. So uh, yeah, some Minnesota. Of the Minnesota. Some Minnesota. of the jumpers I heard, were. I heard it come out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, just a little. I bit. didn't hear it. I just was oh, correcting oh, yeah. you. <laughs> Anyway, vegan, that's not skydiving. That's definitely not a skydiving thing. So, I mean, it can be to each their own, but that definitely is not my thing anymore. So, how how did it feel when you started eating meat again? (laughs) What was it like? Um, I actually couldn't shit for a few days. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I love you. So that happened. But then, you know, it became more regular. Did you start doing cheese and stuff right off the bat, too? Yeah, I kind of slowly went back into it. It was mostly chicken and stuff like that. And I still juice every morning. Like, I mean, the way that I, you know, drink and we all hang out and everything like that, you got to you gotta do something in the morning during the day to combat what's happening at night. You so know? juicing, man. Where do you stand on juicing, Nick? <laughs> Dude, I'm super divided. So I, I had a pretty serious juicing phase for a few years. Um, but I, I really think... So... Th- 
there's one part of my brain that thinks like this, that with juicing fruits and vegetables that you get to extract a lot of the fiber and concentrate the amount of, of nutrients that are in it, right? Because you can drink the juice from far more fruits and vegetables than you could ever actually ingest. Sure. Just based on volume, right? Yeah. So you get all this 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 condensed nutrient thing, right? I think that that's a, that's a thing. That's a thought. But when you're talking about fruit juice, one thing that makes... Fruit has a lot of sugar in it, right? Yeah. But when you combine sugar... And fiber, your body processes that a lot better because the, the fiber prevents your body from just absorbing the sugar. But when okay. you take the fiber out and now you're doing just just apple juice, just orange juice. Orange juice has a shit ton of sugar in it. Fuck yeah, and it sugar causes a lot of inflammation and contributes to a lot of autoimmune diseases. So I think about it that way also. So I, I think that juicing vegetables is probably the smartest way to go if you're going to juice. Or to make something like a smoothie, like you, if you have a really good blender. Mm-hmm. To leave the fiber in whatever you're uh, whatever you're making, and uh, let your body use that to help you digest it. That's where I get lost. Is I recently read a couple articles where I'm I'm divided now because I'm thinking about checking out some juicing. You know, I keep trying to live a little bit healthier every day, and, and I'm I'm succeeding because I'm a little bit healthier every day, just a little bit. Um, and juicing, like I've been looking at it, but the fiber thing, and I've read a lot of people th- saying things. And bottom line, I think. It's more benefit, it's not harm, than nothing. So if nothing else, there's something. But the fiber, man, I just need to eat more veggies. Have you have you heard yeah. of a diet it's called the Gerson therapy? Have you heard of the Gerson therapy? I have, but I don't really remember what it's so all in, about. So in the 1930s, there was this German doctor, Dr. Max Gerson, and they gave him uh, 500 incurable tuberculosis patients. So people that are, yeah, you're going to die of tuberculosis. There's nothing we can do for you. Good luck. So they give him 500 of these patients, and he puts them on a diet of mostly raw fruits and vegetables and a lot of juicing. And then there are a few other odd things that are, that are coupled in there, but it's, it's centered around juicing. And he cured like 495 of these 500 incurable people with, with this diet. So knowing that, it's like, yeah, I believe that there's a thing to, to natural food, like to, to grown food mm-hmm. and to condensing those nutrients in that way. You know, I don't know... I didn't read the book. I just know about the about the study. There's a there's a movie called The Gerson Miracle or something. It's pretty dated. It's from like the 80s maybe. But uh, part of me really believes in that. But then there's all this new stuff coming out about sugar and mm-hmm. about what sugar does to your body and if you have any sort of conditions, how sugar exacerbates a lot of a lot of things that could already be going on. And it's like, well, fuck. Where's the balance? I, and I'm not sure. Well, so what? Just cutting out fruit completely? Like what? I, mean- I, I don't really eat fruit very much now. Like I'm on a okay. pretty like high fat, moderate protein, mm-hmm. low carbohydrate diet. And now I think that's the thing. But I was vegan for a long time too. And then I was like, oh, I need to have a certain amount of raw foods, and I gotta have this much juice, and I gotta do all this like. I thought cleansing was a thing for a mm-hmm. while. Now I'm super yeah. questionable about what, what what that means. Like right now, uh, my girlfriend's doing acupuncture mm-hmm. and cupping. That's why this came <laughs> up the other day. <laughs> and so they talk a lot about toxins, uh-huh. right? But no one seems to be able to elaborate on toxins. Like, oh, it's going to get these toxins out of your body. Right. Okay, what the fuck is a toxin? And how did it get in there? What part of my body? How are we getting it out? What does that mean? And so... I just get lost in, like, when people are talking about toxins and energy and all this shit. It's like, how fucking crazy are you? Like, how little do you actually know about any of this stuff? It's like the the person with 50 skydives that knows everything about skydiving because they know a few keywords. It's that same thing with with health, diet, and nutrition. Yeah. And so uh, I like to be... 
I, I'm suspicious of everything. Like, I don't <laughs> actually fully believe in anything for more than like a week at a time. Right. And it's like, what the fuck is actually going on with this until I start thinking more about it, you know? But I do, I do think that plant food absolutely has its, its place. Right. With that said, I, I think I'm going to eat nothing but red meat for one month straight. <laughs> uh, can I hold about. you to that? Yeah, I mean, as part of the plan, I, I just oh, need you to... Are yeah, so I'm, I'm going to have a fast coming up. So I'm going to fast for a few days. After the fast, red meat for a month. How many days are you going to fast? Probably three or four. And how many days are you going to fast at the end of this? What do you mean? All right, do you have a plan to fast post-meat? Not yet. I'm, I'm kind of shocked. But, hey, Fogo de Chaos, we're going to hook that up during the meat <laughs> month. Let's do it. Oh, I, I love I, Fogo de Chaos. It's only going to be meat. I'm not gonna, and it's only going to be good meat. I'm not going to fuck around. You've been to Fogo de Chaos? I don't know what that is. Dude, the Brazilian steakhouse oh, place it's, where it's all it's you like can eat oh, meat. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Dude, place. it's all you can eat fucking meat, dude. <laughs> Have you had like a full face. meat blowout? No. Since, since then? No. It's I, so great. I, no, I, can't, I still can't really do it. I mostly just eat chicken or something if I'm going to eat meat. So I feel really good about meat that I know that it didn't have like I, I still hate factory farming and when I think about that I could get so sad I could cry like yeah. when I think about yes. like oh man I had meat the other day and man it had this life and it was pumped full of these chemicals and these antibiotics and what's that doing inside my body I could get concerned enough that I could cry about it but when I go let's say I get a a nice grass-fed s- steak or buffalo or bison like free-range pasture-raised stuff right. it's like yeah this stuff at least had a decent life before I had to eat it and I think it's a pretty it's a pretty a closed-minded way to think about eating if you're like, oh, well, there's nothing dead on my plate, so nothing bad happened to get me this meal, right? Like, that's a pretty, you're looking at a pretty small part of what it actually takes to produce food. Right. Like, oh, I'm going to eat this veggie burger, you know? <laughs> and it's like, the veggie burger, so much went into making that veggie burger. There's so much waste. There's so much uh, environmental impact. This is a funny thing to be talking about on the podcast. Okay, I'm I was just, just going to say, how long are we going to let this food I, I vegan talk, situation I could talk about off. this shit forever. <laughs> I, I get sidetracked with this because this is oh. a lot of things I have a lot of interest into. So you start eating meat again. We'll come back to this. We <laughs> no, will that's not. all good. We, we don't, don't have to talk well, about it. I wanted it. to throw in oil pulling too, but we should oil not even pulling. go down that road. No, please I do tell not want to go down that what's road. Oil no, no, I want to hear this. Because that sounds like what happens at the end of, an, of a Thai massage. <laughs> is this like fracking? <laughs> yes. I do this every morning. Yeah, man, she was oil pulling. <laughs> oh, okay. I do this every morning. Do you know what it is now? No, but it's okay. about your body and sucking shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. So you take coconut oil, like unrefined virgin. Co- you got to get the virgin there. You know, got to be pure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hard to find these days, you know. But so coconut oil, you swish it in your mouth. Like right when you wake up, you swish it in your mouth for 20 minutes without swallowing. It's the trick here. You do want to spit at the end. Um, so you swish it in your mouth for 20 minutes. And then once you've done that, you know, you spit it out. Okay. And supposedly it pulls toxins. But here we go again with the toxins. Yeah. What the fuck is that? What do you, when you think toxins, what do you think? I don't. I just want to go for carcinogens or something. I'm not really what sure. What does that though. mean? I, you know, it's just all that nasty shit. Maybe the cigarettes you smoke. Maybe the gross stuff in the meat or the ch- dude. I really don't know, actually. Yeah. But I like to think. I like to think that it's actually doing something. It makes me feel good. So even if it's the placebo effect, I don't care because it's working. See, my brain doesn't do. Uh, I <laughs> I question everything too however, much for that shit. To however, work though, for me. I will say, like in the morning, if you're really hungover and you have a bad headache, oil pulling for 20 minutes it actually does help relieve the headache. And for me, it helps relieve any toothache situations. Or um, it's also supposed to whiten your teeth too. But I mean, if you're just drinking coffee and smoking and doing nasty stuff, you're kind of screwed anyway. Don't you smoke? 
Um, no, it's kind of, well, yes, no. Don't you drink coffee? <laughs> yeah. Okay, just asking. <laughs> hey, Nick, do you have your laptop with you? Negative. Shit. Why? Uh, with all the processes that computer's doing right now, mm-hmm. it's playing that video super choppy. And okay. I'm trying to figure out an easy way to get it down to 720 right now or keep VLC from playing it laggy. Maybe maybe try uh, another media player. There's Windows. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. can see if it'll... Will it stream on Dropbox? I could try, but I downloaded it and it's just... Maybe try the stream. I could, I could be wrong. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> so guys, uh, what we're talking about real quick is the Gravity Lab Film Festival is coming up. Real quickly, we're about to play in a little while the promo video that Nick's put together. It's super fucking that's, one of the funnest videos I've ever seen. It's pretty exciting. It really, it's it's a good time. We'll talk about that later. So oil pulling, dude. I yeah. Did you ever <laughs> drink wheat wheatgrass? No, the no. Fr- I mean, I didn't do that. It releases your free radicals, dude. <laughs> I was drinking wheatgrass every day at some point in my life. I also at the uh, at this point was living uh, in Southern California where everybody is better than me, uh-huh. and this is what they've convinced me is okay. <laughs> So I, I, no matter what we talk about, I really question it. Yeah, but like things like free radicals and like antioxidants. Yeah. Did you know that? Uh, so my brother's a he's a fucking genius uh, nurse practitioner. Yeah, yeah. The he dude does who functional works medicine. Out. Yeah, he he exercises. He's Gets a pretty, involved with pretty Jim somebody. Huh? Jim? Are you thinking of Jim Jones? Thank you. No, that's something else. I thought your brother was into Jim Jones. No, he's the, the one who got me interested in Jim Jones. He's okay. the one who introduced me to it. Okay. But uh, yeah. but he does functional medicine, right? And he's a really really he's had he's been in school since for fucking ever. But he's we have conversations like this about health stuff, and he yeah. starts talking about antioxidants and about how antioxidants are a thing. And in animal studies, they they seem they they work on lab rats. They work, but in the human body, antioxidants don't work. They don't know why. But you'll still see like, oh, blueberries are high in antioxidants and yada, yeah. yada, yada. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the same shit as, oh, well, you should eat whole grain this or you should eat low fat that. And it's like, God, it's all just all, marketing. It's all just bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So you're back. You're back on me. <laughs> you're gargling. Well, no, I was actually going to go off on that and just say, you know, it is pretty funny because then you have the old farts that are just never dying. They're like 100. They're never dying. And they smoke and drank their entire life, ate shit their whole life. It's like, why isn't this person dead yet? And then there's this person that never smoked in their life and now they have lung cancer. They're dying. And it's like, so yeah, I, I don't really know what to believe either. I think a lot of it's genetics and yeah. family history. Yeah. And then I'm sure there's a, an environmental component, uh, you know, sedentary lifestyle, diet. I'm sure that stuff all right. plays into it. But I've, I see those same 80 year old dudes. I feel like if you're super happy all the time and just jived about life, you know, like the mental part of it too, and just fuck it, go. I really believe there's something to be said in the desire to live. Yes. The desire to want to be around. I mean, you see old people die. I say that really like, yeah. So she dies, he passes away weeks later or vice versa. Because man, I I earnestly, you know my life goal, I think you've heard me say it, is to be a 90-year-old man walking. You can take him off and grab a drink real quick. Take it off. Really all you gotta do is rotate the chair. That that is set up in a... Simple things are very difficult for me. Yeah, so slide the, swing the mic around. (laughs) Like, there you go. Now you're good. Man, it's like having a special. You can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, if if anyone listening to this is confused about what's happening, we have a beer fridge right behind the guest chair, and it's pretty accessible. (laughs) Grab at it. It's pretty accessible. (laughs) But Ashley, Ashley's proving me wrong. Were you about oh, to say Ashley? Is that what just happened? <laughs> no, I Well, you were not. showing your ass at the camera I the whole time. I did not say that. That was not a Freudian slip. Damn, I should have yeah. switched to the other camera. <laughs> you should. <laughs> fail. So, Epic fail. So you start skydiving. You smash right into this. Yeah. We're, we're pretty good at going on side yeah. tangents. I told you. It's homies hanging out. And, and you decide, I want to get to coaching. 
Yeah. How many jumps did you do in your first year? <sighs> wow, I'm really bad with this stuff. I don't even actually know, but 100, I do. Hundreds. It was uh, it was probably like 200 at least because when I I was at like two two and a half years and I had 500 jumps. So you were biting at the yeah. chomp for for yeah. six more months. Well, and I I, I had like exactly 2500 bucks saved up in my savings account for some magical reason when I was uh, deciding I wanted to actually uh, get my A license. And so I was like, yeah, no more student loans. I don't care. Let's let's do it. And then uh, the DZO, he was like, I did not think you were going to be so jazzed about this, but he's like, it's awesome. He was the one that did my first jumps with me, my tandem rating, everything. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's... It's so cool, and uh, we all work full-time in sport, including you, and you now understand to see somebody who just fucking wants to smash at it and truly has a passion for it. Yeah. Because it's not just about skydiving and being cool, and it's not just about the um, the gnarly shredder lifestyle. It's about the family <laughs> and the people, and you see people attached like that. Yeah. And if you're and if you're getting into skydiving, if you're fresh, man, definitely immerse yourself in the sport the best thing you can do is sit back and enjoy the people. How much of that was important to you in your process? Oh, that was huge from... <coughs> Sorry. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ashley, you're, you're okay. a wonderful human being. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe when you introduce us all gentlemen, yeah, that's probably more accurate. Um, <laughs> you're fitting right in. Okay. Well, there was a, for a while, when we first started doing the show, I was the only one with headphones, so I was the only one who could like, hear what the show sounded like. Yeah. I was in Justin's seat over there. <laughs> And DJ would just be super gassy, like super belchy, because the first, like probably the first 10 or 15 shows that we did, we would have dinner here with the guests before the show started. So we had just eaten and digestion was happening inside this man's body. And so he would just put, he would put the mic like this and then burp super loud. So it was still totally audible no clue. And, I, and he didn't know it was coming through. So you're, you're really fitting right in. Right. Well, right before this started, I chugged a few Budweiser's, which they just really get to me. So, you know, this isn't really helping much. Um, I was going to say something. I chugged a few Budweiser's. <laughs> you guys are a bunch of pussies. Meet Ashley. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> what you were saying before that. Before that, um, <laughs> um, Okay, so no, the family, skydiving, all that stuff. Yeah. So you know what? Actually, I forgot to mention when I started jumping, so I got my license in about two weeks, jumped like 26. I actually kind of uh, snagged a little tree there and had an incident. That's my, o- my only like actual skydiving accident. I ended up um fracturing my scaphoid bone like in your wrist right here and it's this little peanut bone which apparently only one end of it gets like blood flow to actually try to heal it or whatever so i actually ended up doing a few more jumps that same day figuring i just kind of sprained it like whatever and i was a server at the time too and i was carrying my tray with this hand yeah and uh, i just i kept going for a couple weeks and it was really starting to bug me so then i went to the doctor and had it x-rayed and it was such a small fracture she didn't even catch it right away and then they called me back a week later because they had sent it away somewhere. And there was like a hairline fracture in it, something like that. The bone was dying or whatever. <laughs> so they're like, okay, well, we need to put a cast on it to try to like fix it. And I'm like, sweet, can you put a, like a hard cast with a thumb out like this? Because at the time I had a super old javelin with like a big you know, D handle, B12, 
Oh my god! By the way, that picture that you posted on the Gravity Lab thing. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> like that asshole. That picture's from like six years ago. I lo- I'll <laughs> post which, pictures of you one? as a kid if I can find one. The, the one um, of me sit, sit flying, yeah. and I have you see like the B twelve clips and my big D handle. And, oh yeah. god! But so I, I actually will intentionally put old pictures of okay. us up there because <laughs> a oh yeah I see those. I oh, like yeah, the re- that badass helmet. What's yeah, up? Yeah Z one. I still she rock still Z1. rocks that Z one. Still man. rock Z yeah. one. People give me shit. Get a G three? No. <laughs> a Z one. I, I don't like the visit. Do you have the new visor that's I do. fully okay? I do. So the thing I don't like about old Z ones is their limited uh, visibility. Yeah. The new ones are wide open. I prefer different helmets. I do think these other helmets are overall better. I yeah. think Z one's a totally solid choice. It's a good helmet. I'm just so stubborn. Like that's the only reason why I keep it is because I just and actually recently I one of the little like the teeth. What's that called? And you clip the buckle in <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the clip, the, the clip, the yeah. buckle underneath there. One of the teeth popped out of off of it about a week ago. So I've just been rocking it with just like half of a buckle and like gluing it and stuff because that's how much I'm trying to hold on to the Z1. Go to REI, take your helmet <laughs> with you. Yeah. They have all sorts of fast text clips and shit like that. Yeah, and you can just go match whatever like webbing you have. Mm-hmm. Buy it. Or ask Khan to look one up. Well, yeah, Khan kind of rigged it, and we did some hot glue, and then that immediately came off, and then it's just, yeah. yeah. No, he yeah. should be able to find one, but go to REI with your helmet, find one, take yeah. it up to the loft, and make Griffin sew it. Make him do something, <laughs> man. Worthless piece of shit. <laughs> I love you, Griffin. He actually uh, texted me. He was like, stop looking at your phone. You're on a podcast right now. Man, Griffin. <laughs> Griffin, me and you are going to tell her what is going on, my friend. Me and you, Griffin. Uh, me and you, let's keep her straight. Has anyone even noticed that we're wearing sunglasses inside? <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, yeah, no I think clue. Paula commented. Oh, good. Right. Did she ask why they're wearing sunglasses inside? <laughs> no, she just said. Ashley, glasses. why are you wearing nice sunglasses shades. inside? Um, well, last night <laughs> it was a late night, and I didn't get much sleep. And then I drove. Um, well, I was supposed to come down here way earlier. Um, I think I slept. We don't need to say how long I slept or didn't sleep or whatever, but. I feel like <laughs> I'm incriminating myself you're, right yeah, now. This is you're awful. really putting this yourself awful. in it. <laughs> well, either way, I didn't get out the door till about one o'clock, and I was laying in bed. I sent Heath and Paula a picture of me. I don't want to go. I was thanks. like laying there, like, no, I totally want to go. No, but thanks I for showing to- up. Oh, right, right, right. Feeling that way and still showing up <laughs> is super cool. Well, of course, you got to be a boss if you're going to party. You got to actually play too. You know, well, no, party and play that's the same thing. I guess you got to work hard. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to party, you got to have fun. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta smash it. I'm gonna uh, balance out my partying with more play. <laughs> That's a great philosophy. Oh man, I am so happy you said yes. <laughs> I am so happy. Ashley was actually supposed to be, we're sidetracking, it's supposed to be a guest a while back. And some things came up in her personal life. Just had to take care of them. One of them was, is I can't drive my car right now because it doesn't drive anymore. Is that what happened? Correct. It's liter- it got taken away. What happened to that car? Well, I was so excited that I had just uh, gotten my AFF rating uh, with DJ. It was so great, you know. I uh, did what I said. What I, I did what I said I was going to do, and then after a whole week of being totally clean and on the ball, I thought it would be a great idea to take my um, 2012 Dodge Avenger, still a very beautiful vehicle, and launch it over some railroad tracks. The launch, though, is have what you <laughs> ha, do you know the railroad track she it, speaks of? Yeah, <laughs> Dallas, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there's two, and there's the one that's, um, I guess, the one that everybody has done, right? Jack England. Uh, yeah. The yeah. one that's just yes. off Jack England. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which one did you take it off of? <clears throat> that one. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's yeah. So was it the launch or the landing that really fucked you? Well, it was actually <laughs> incredible because. 
So uh, we were coming up to it, and I'm like, all right. Hold on. How fast are you going? North going south, right? Yes. You're going the steep way? Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you know this jump, Justin? <laughs> this is fucking Dukes of Hazard bullshit right here. I'm not joking. I've driven out there a few times, but not many. You so. don't go over this unless you go out. You're going somewhere. Oh, so no. I, I mean, I swear, I'm just getting better with age. You think they'd start maturing, but it's just really... It's like the Benjamin Button disease. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but um, so... I'm coming up, I'm coming up at it, and I'm just looking at it because I don't know why people have been talking. I'm not really sure. I, I was feeling really all about it at this moment, so I just floored it and just <laughs> went. And then the second up in the air, it was just like, oh. And <laughs> so the rebound, the bounce, uh, the landing, uh, the airbags. Blue. Oh, the bags. <laughs> the airbags. The bags. Uh, the bags. The bags. They blew. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was. I didn't realize. What was it talcum powder? What's <laughs> There's some powdery residue inside your airbags. Yes, I didn't know that. That is a carcinogen. <laughs> and the car- that's, that's why, why I oil, we need to do the cleanse. Why yeah. cleanse. That's why. That's why. Uh, yeah, so that blew, and I'm like, "Holy fuck!" It's like a snow. It was like a snow globe. You couldn't even see anything. And then finally, they deflated, and then the winch. It, yeah, but I realized, well, I can't just leave my vehicle here. Let's try to see if we can get it back. So the radiator kind of had dropped out of it, so it was just <laughs> overheating immediately. And <laughs> like, I was able- the radiator kind of dropped well, out of it. I don't know. Some other things did too. I, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not good with cars. I don't know what actually happened, but it was overheating instantly. There were airbags that blew. I mean. It was fun. Um, I'm just have visualizing you seen the, the radiator go through the subframe in the front. Ashley, have you seen the movie Road Trip? <laughs> I, I feel, oh, isn't yeah. that an older one? Yeah. That's with uh, uh, Tom Green, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. Call it. Do you yeah. remember the jump they did and their car ends up in a wreck, and, including the wheels fall off, et cetera? Can you, is that oh, yeah. what you did? I mean, sort of, but the, the wheels didn't fall off. I was actually able to get, so I was staying with Ernie. He's an awesome TI up, up at uh, Dallas. I was staying with him, and I was able to limp the car back to his place. And then the uh, next morning, he's outside mowing the lawn. And then I came around the back. <laughs> I just walk up in front of him, just put my hand out, stop. And he, he turns off the lawnmower. He's like, what? I'm like, just come with me. And he told me he was expecting there to be cop cars out in his driveway because he just didn't know what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> and he walks around in his driveway and there's my car just looking like a piece of shit. And he was like, Ash, did you jump those railroad tracks? <laughs> like he's he seen this in- before. Yeah, he knew instantly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, <clears throat> so that's why I was not able to make it down here uh, last month or whenever that was I was supposed to be here. <laughs> so now I've got a Clint Moore's old car. Yep. At least you a- didn't drive that in two the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you know what that is, don't you? Do what? Uh, so Clint's, Clint had a car before that. Yeah. He bought that car from Tony because a friend of ours, Casper Weinberg, I don't ah. think you know Casper. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I don't okay. uh, Casper drove it back from Houston, and yeah. he, for some odd reason, understood Clint saying you drive it in two the whole way. Well, if you have what? an automatic car and you put it in two, that's <laughs> a low gear. You drove it all the way home in second, second gear, gear oh from God. Dallas to Houston. On a freeway <laughs> going at high speeds. Oh my God. He, I don't think he drove it home all the way because it broke down. So he overheated the fuck out of in it. In that vehicle? The one that I drove here? No, no, no. That's why Clint got a new vehicle, oh, okay, because okay. the other one was <laughs> like, destroyed. Like, wait, how is that? Okay. No. Okay. So. Oh, that's hilarious. Somebody was giving me shit the other day because I couldn't get it into drive. And somebody's like, wait, I thought that was a stick for a second. Isn't that an automatic? I'm like, yes, it is. I just can't. Yeah. I, you know, struggle. Struggle is real. It, it's running rough. <laughs> so we, we now have a drinking game. Yes. Paula has invented one. When an accent comes out. 
<laughs> or if Smashley says any of the following, Jesus, these things happen, and well. Oh, God. I am not playing this drinking game because I'm not getting drunk. So now These y- things happen, that's a, that's a common justification for yeah, you? Yeah, well, because I yeah, say, so. oh, well, you know, these things happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's drink. two right there. And drink. <laughs> well, and Jesus. Oh, yeah. you got to yeah, take okay. two drinks okay. now. Yeah. yeah. I actually think I heard that during her course when things didn't go the best during a skydive sometimes, nope. which was her shaking it off. Oh, well, she's like, I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you've now got a year in the sport. You've done 250 jumps, uh, 200 some jumps. At right. two and a half years, you have 500. Yeah. At this point, at two and a half years, you think you want to be a tandem instructor. You know, it's funny because I actually did not. I uh, My first year of skydiving, I was dead set on becoming a tunnel instructor. And I was just ready to somehow come up with ten grand and just drop it on like because there was something six years six years six years ago about I fly if you like go, I don't know do the training for a month and you pay for it or something like that you don't have to be on contract yada yada I don't know either way I had it in my mind that I wanted to be a tunnel instructor and I saw all the TIs was I fly Utah advertising this. Do you remember where was advertising that? I don't actually remember where, but uh, I had only done tunnel time in Colorado at the time. Okay. So but then it, w- it wasn't a franchise location, right? Right, yeah. This one, it was still Sky Venture? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, and actually, I had done my tunnel time with Ryan Risberg, and he was the one that got me totally, like, super jazzed about tunnel time. Mm-hmm. I think I did, we di- I did this tunnel camp with Skydive Twin Cities. I think I did, like, two hours and 45 minutes over a three- or four-day weekend. So, again, I was just, like... Hell yeah, let's do this shit. And he like sat me down and he was like, I just want to tell you something. Okay, this was, I'm going to say this now. And then like Griffin, the shredder is going to give me shit for saying this, but. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's already corrected your grammar. (laughs) Okay, Griffin and I. uh, So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Griffin. (laughs) Okay, so I had just finished this tunnel camp with Ryan Risberg and uh, he sat me down and he was like, just so you know, like you're fucking awesome and people are going to be jealous of you, but you need to keep fucking going, blah, blah, blah. Like you, when you want to do it, you just do it. Okay. Well then I became a TI. And so now like those skills are gone, but, um, <laughs> that's why <laughs> the shredder part, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's what turned me on to it. And I thought that was pretty cool and he was awesome. And, um, so shout out to him, but I, I really wanted to be a tunnel instructor. And then, um, I started doing video and then I realized that I just loved the drop zone life so much that I didn't want to be a tunnel instructor and that I wanted to work and play and be every day all about the drop zone. And one of the instructors there even said, just slow down. Remember that there was a life before skydiving. You got to make sure that you mix it. Super important. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that was something I had never thought about and which, I mean, I totally agree with now. I love having outside life, but I went to a wedding last weekend and Oh my god! You look I, good, girl. I saw. I pulled up some pictures of you in that dress. Yeah. Well, by the end of it, I didn't look good, and neither did the dress. But <laughs> <Jesus laughs> well, no, not because of <laughs> it was like your beer outfit for Halloween, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, so the whole bottom of it was like black. There was a cigarette burn in the side. Part of it was ripped. I had like I lost my shoes. I lost my phone, which I had to go get a new phone the next day. Like I never found it. Um, the shoes were actually my the bride. They were her shoes that she let me wear to match the dress because I'm just I don't have shoes like that, but. Anyway, I lost all of that. I had like dirt on my. F- Ugh, yeah. So you're rough. the dream wedding guest, is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You know how there's a that one person that always just happens. Yeah, that ruins the wedding. <laughs> that yeah. just smashes it. <laughs> so I, uh, we've got to go back to a few things you've said okay. that I find super interesting, and one of them I want to eventually get to is there's life outside the drop zone. Yes. I want to get to that, and I think it's super important that young skydivers, uh, just to the sport, and young skydivers as new instructors understand that. But I want to go back to you decided, no, tunnel's not my life. Skydiving the drop zone is my life. What is it about the drop zone life that you preferred over the tunnel life? Well, I just, I guess the thing that I was nervous that would happen is that, <clears throat> you know, with uh, skydiving, I, I immediately started living on the drop. I mean, like, when I went all in, I went all in. My mom thought I was insane. She was like, your degree, what about graduate school, all of this stuff. I mean, I went for anthropology and cultural studies. What do you really do with that anyway? That's like that toxin thing. What is it really anyway? <laughs> Irrelevant. Uh, yeah. What were you going to do with anthropology? Okay, keep going. So you're changing <laughs> drops of life. Uh, sidetracked. And I went to Australia too. Like I was really on the up and up and I was going to go back there for graduate school and like studying the in- indigenous population and all that. Um, and then I found skydiving. Anyway. And that's when it all went downhill. <laughs> do you know what they call the indigenous aboriginals in Australia? What? Abos. Mm-hmm. is like a huge racial slur. And you know what? If you and have dirty feet, it's called abo foot. Really? <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, wow. To yes. me, I just really like saying it because I say it and feel nothing. But if you say but it to you like s- a conservative Australian person, you watch yes. them cringe. It's like the antithesis of the word cunt. You know, yes. they come over here and say it to people who mm-hmm. aren't used to it. And Americans cringe. And you say abo and they're like, oh, you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> oh, no. I was talking to one of my Aussie friends yesterday, actually. And then I was telling him, I was asking him if he'd seen this one show, Soulmates. If nobody's ever seen it, it's a fucking amazing, hilarious Australia. I'm not sure if it's New Zealand or Australian. And I said that to him and he was like, you do realize how offended I feel right now that you don't know the difference between Australians and Kiwis. Like, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, Kiwis are really cool people. Australians are people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I was going to say something. Though, You're talking about for uh, <clears throat> yeah. uh, tunnel to skydiving. Tunnel like, skydiving. You left out, like, fuck the real world. I'm no longer anthropologist. Yeah. I'm getting into skydiving. Yeah. Uh, and then I started living on the drop zone right away, and I was so all about it. Like, if I need to sleep in a tent, that's what I'm going to do. If we need to eat the communal food or whatever, I got to eat crackers. I don't care. Like, I was super all about it. I got my first rig. I loved it. I actually found it on, well, my rigger at the time found it on eBay for 800 bucks. Stolen. It was <laughs> 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 well, it got me through. Oh, this is what I was going to say, though. So I had that injury. This is a lot of jumping around, man. It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) This is a show for us. This is what we do. How about them shades, though? Right? How about them shades? (laughs) Fuck yeah. Well, these things happen, right? (laughs) And drink. And drink. (laughs) Gotta grab me a beer. (laughs) But so actually, though, I had this injury. I remember I told you I had that cast put on so that I could still... Uh, you know, your D-ring thumb hole. Yes, exactly. So I could still do the proper emergency procedures if need be. So I kept jumping and everything and then ended up having to get surgery on my wrist there. And then after the surgery kept jumping and it ended up being a year and a half of uh, three different surgeries. But even in those first two years, I still got all those jumps in. So it's kind of one of those things where once you're committed and dedicated, I mean, I don't know. I, it just became totally a part of my life, and I, I was like, I need to live on the drop zone. I need to be around these people. For I don't know what it is. Even the people that really annoy me, they still get you, and you feel yeah. really comfortable with sky. I, I feel really comfortable with skydivers. I love the tunnel. We have a lot of great tunnel friends, and I think the tunnel community is very strong and and, and very nice. But skydiving is definitely much more of a lifestyle, mm-hmm. is, is what I perceive. 
And I also, I love being outside. I love yeah. flying a parachute. And God damn, leaving an airplane is one of the most, like, just let go and do it moments. Yes. And those things I love. So I, I was curious why you did. And it sounds like the people in the community were the biggest part. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, like for my first tandem, people always ask me how I felt about it. And I was, you know, nervous and all of that, but I thought it was just amazing. And I just wanted to be a part of the sport. And so now what I really love is taking people on their first tandem because they always ask me, well, how does it feel for you now after so many jumps and doing it so many times? Like, do you get bored? Does it get boring? Well, at first I always tell them it never gets boring because you never know if the person strapped to the front of you is going to try to kill you or not. So there's always that factor, which is always exciting. Um, <laughs> but exciting. That's a <laughs> nice, gentle euphemism. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, for me, that first moment when you exit the plane, the thing that I love about it the most, what, what drew me to it so much was my brain is just so all over the place all the time. Is it? <laughs> really? Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> how, when you exit the airplane with a tandem, how long of a drogue delay do you usually take? Why are you asking me that question? I'll get to the next <laughs> question. Just answer. Just to further derail the conversation. <laughs> well, I like to fly with my videographers and get really awesome shots. So I come off in the most badass way possible. Um, which is stable. Which is stable. <laughs> no, it's, it's always stable. But no, I well, that's really what I'm getting at is you have, you're a small person. Yeah. And I want to know if you have a hard time exiting stable on a tandem. Um, I mean, I used to with uh, 182 exits and like 206 and stuff like that because I did a couple winters working in Puerto Rico and it was all of a 182. I did a summer working at Pismo Beach in California. That was a 182. I, I did love a, that spot, Pismo. Oh, my God. That was so beautiful. Grover Beach. Oh, yeah. Sunsets. Yeah. So amazing. Yes. The wind there is gnarly, though. You cannot land off there. I've never it, jumped there. I've just okay. spent time on the beach there for a summer yeah. few weekend long yeah. with a friend. No, I loved it. I mean, that was a great spot. But yeah. the problem with that is, is just tandems the whole time. And I want to do video. I want to do fun jumping. I want to do everything. Yeah. I want to shred. Well, I, I want to finish my thought here. Oh, yeah. So to exit a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I know I usually do the opposite. But to exit exit stable with a tandem, yeah. you're, being a, you're a small person. Yeah. I'm sure you're often taking um, students that are bigger than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, but, a, that's a valid answer. Yeah. But uh, so there are, I'm not going to name names, yeah. but I've seen a number of, you know, reasonably sized gentlemen, tandem instructors yeah. who just can't exit stable. Correct. And they throw the drogue to save themselves every single time. Yes. So uh, how do you exit a tandem stable and smoothly? Well, so it's, what do it, you think about what's going through your head? You're in the door of an airplane. You're about to, to leave with this tandem. What are you thinking? Now, what I think about is I like stare the videographer in the eye and I try to keep eye contact with them the entire time. And I almost forget that there's a student in the front of me, even if they're big, even if they're touching their toes, even if they're doing whatever, because I'm so focused on coming out and presenting and flying and being right there with the videographer. And then I'm like, oh, and then every time it comes off, just awesome but you're thinking I, about flying yes i'm thinking about flying and then every time i look at the video i'm like yeah and then i and then i throw the drogue so i don't do one of those things where you jump out and just immediately deploy it just n not even giving yourself a chance to fly it um but so front float i'll do that and then uh rear float it's a little different because i want to still get the face shot and everything there but yes you definitely 100 percent fly it you you hit say one thing I say regularly in tandem courses. What I say in tandem courses, every single one, is skydive like nobody is there. Just make sure they're there. <laughs> Hook the motherfuckers up on the way out. But that's what you said. Yeah. I skydive. I pretend they're not there. Even if they're grabbing their legs, I skydive, I free yeah. fall. Or I, I, I free fall. Free flies was meant to say, but yeah. not what I should have said. <laughs> right. 
So it's super important, man. And Nick, you see it all the time. How much of a difference do you think presenting into the relative wind makes versus... It's fucking huge. I mean, just flying it is huge. Like when a tandem instructor has a shitty exit and they come in and they look at like, God, why did that happen? It's like, well... Your head's over there, your hips are over here, and you're not doing anything other than like <laughs> yeah. conforming to the wrong body position that the student has. And at that what point, the fuck they're do you thinking, think was gonna this is what they're thinking at that point, EMA. Like, I gotta 100%. wrap the legs. E-M-A. Gotta wrap the legs. EMA. That's to Heath, by the way. What's EMA? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 wor- I'm hoping someone's going to fill me in on that. What's EMA? No, I'm with you. Where are we at here? All right, fill in the Is blank. Is it eat my ass? Yeah. Because that's the only thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Heath Richardson <laughs> said it. he will join us someday on the show, so uh, you need to go home and talk uh. him into it. Um, fly, man, present into the wind. And I think, I don't know if you remember in the AFF course, at some point I suggested you guys remember this. You'll need it for a student one day. We're not exiting an airplane. We're doing what? See if you remember. I don't even remember. I'm just going to tell you right now. I don't remember. Entering a skydive. And I don't really have to think that way all the time. But if you have to break it down and and tandem instructor, wannabe tandem instructor, think about it. Which way is the wind coming from? Skydivers, think about it. You're not leaving an airplane. If you leave the airplane, you go whatever direction you want. If you enter the skydive, you go into the wind. I mean, I've I've had a fucking six three Indian dude leave the airplane and put. I don't care why he's Indian, but he is now. <laughs> uh, his legs, you racist, straight fuck. down. <laughs> his arms straight down. It yeah. feels wonky, but I'm stable. I throw the drogue. Boston, you know Boston, points yep, I at him. I look down. <laughs> I see his feet and legs straight down. I'm like, what the fuck do we do? I had no clue. You said it. Just got out like nobody's there. Yeah. Um. Man, your question sidetracked mine, you son of a bitch. Sorry. What was the question? Uh, His was, how do you feel about the Me Too movement? <laughs> <laughs> so, so we, who Hashtag me also. No, Let's pound, just change it to the... Pound, pound me, me too. Pound me too. Octothorpe. 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 I was um, going for the more entertaining one. Every now and then I'll, I'll post on Facebook something that says hashtag Octothorpe. Have you ever noticed I it? I don't know what that is. Justin no. has. It's the proper name for the pound sign hashtag sign. Oh, Octothorpe? Yeah. So it's Octothorpe Life, yo. So um, you uh, we, we, you, you had asked Which about entering really the wind. doesn't really make any sense because there's no eight in that yeah, symbol. It's, it's it's nine. There's eight legs. One, two, three, four, five, six, four? seven, eight. Wait, Octothorpe, though? What is this? There's eight legs. There's oh, eight oh, ends. Oh, yeah, The ends of it. the lines? Oh. Yeah, there's eight I ends. That's so random. I, but yeah. man, if you, if you look up I feel the, like Nonothorpe would be a better name for it. So, anyways, <laughs> you now decide you want to be a tandem instructor, oh, or no. you, you want to live on the drop zone life. Yes, I want to live on the drop zone life, and uh, <clears throat> so I was just I was packing, and I thought that was the greatest thing ever because I was using it as like a workout kind of thing. And up in Minnesota, uh, we were expected to shag the rigs, um, like stow the toggles, pack them, run them back to the other end of the airport, and like set them up because the TIs were just hot turning. Just hot turning, hot turning, hot turning. So we were just doing all this stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, this is an awesome workout. This is great." But then after, like, you, you know, know, tell what's hot turning for people who don't work in skydiving. What does that mean? Oh, so the uh, the load's turning. So right when the airplane lands, it's gonna load up and then take off again. And the TIs would land, drop their gear in the landing area, run to the loading area, grab their rig that we had just packed and brought over to them, and then hop right back on the plane. So, so they're on every single. They're plane. on every single. Have load. you worked this way before, by the yeah, way? Yeah, absolutely. The, the place that I started, you had to have two rigs. Yeah. You had to pay a packer because 
you the, you know Saturday morning you were on the first eight loads back to back. Scott up Greensburg, same way, man. It was just fucking running hot, humping. It was taking care of business. All right, hand me your phone for one second. Oh I want to see God. something. Oh my God, Heath wants me to blurt out EMA. Hold on, let me see your phone for one second. <laughs> Why? What are you gonna do? I think nothing. You, let me if see your you phone can for a get Heath to agree to come on the show within the next, <laughs> I'll say two months, <laughs> then we'll do what Heath says. Hey, look, Heath. Here's our phones. Here's a Ben over here. <laughs> I love you, bro. Um, oh I'm gonna make you stop looking at your phone because oh, you can't Jesus. stop. No, oh, Jesus, there you go. Uh, now we got to oh, yeah, drink. Drink. <laughs> okay, okay. drink. See, I didn't think I actually said that, but I guess I do. Okay. You do. You say that. So it's because I love him. <laughs> <laughs> He's the fucking guy, right? Uh, you right. you become. When did you realize you wanted to be a TI? Was one of the questions. Oh, okay. So um, so uh, yeah, I did the packing thing. I thought that was awesome, and then I started to really hate it, and I would just curse everybody, and I just, I, yeah, I got, I just hated it. Um, and then I got the coach rating and started doing outside video and I still was convinced that I was not going to do tandems because I still kind of had that lingering thought that I wanted to, um, be a tunnel instructor or be a free fly coach or something like that. Like I wanted to be awesome and fly my body. The biggest thing for me has never even really been canopy flying or anything like that. It's just all free fall. I love free fall. I'm like obsessed with it for some reason. I mean, why wouldn't you be? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was like, I'm never gonna do tandems because once you're a meat slinger, like when you're hucking meat, <laughs> all you're gonna all you're gonna do is huck meat and lose any skill that you have flying. So I was like, I'm never gonna do that. And then the DZO is like, Well, I want you to be a TI. I want to have a female TI here. It'd be badass. There's no female TIs in the Midwest um, at the time. And he was like, and I did my first two tandems with you. I got you your AFF rating, your coach rating. Like, I, I actually, Ron Bell got me my coach rating. But he was I like, I did your AFF rating. No, oh sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. A license. A license. Okay. Um, yes, DJ. I will never forget. <laughs> you got me my AFF rating. We uh, we had a damn good time. So yeah. he, he he says, I want you anyway, to get rating. Yeah, he was just like, I think this would be so cool. And I was just kind of like, well, whatever. He's like, he'll make a bunch of money. I'm like, oh, sweet. Okay, fine. So then uh, I got my tandem rating. I didn't really have a desire to, but then once I started doing it. Oh my god, the burps, man! But once I started doing it, it was it was awesome. I loved it. And at the time, that drop zone was pretty heavy on hand cam, so I eventually started doing hand cam, which I still love. Like in Puerto Rico, California, um, Titusville, and Florida, where I worked, and at the Grand Canyon, it's all hand cam. Mm -hmm. And I do like it. I definitely see the dangers with all of that and everything, but I do like it because you're sitting there geeking the camera with your student. You're doing the interview with them, you're doing the skydive with them, you're doing everything with them. So as far as a tip standpoint, it's nice because you do get better tips with that. And um, you get paid more, there's no doubt. Yeah, and you do get paid more. But at the same time, like at Spaceland, I like having the option of not doing hand cam because now you're solely focused on training that student, jumping with the student, geeking out the videographer that's flying around in front of you. You've got your hands free. You can do it. I mean, I do signature moves now with my tandems because I'm trying to <laughs> make them more exciting. And uh, Spaceland Dallas, people will know what I'm talking about, but I do the thing where you like grab your foot and it's like. It's called the bone. Oh, yeah, the bone. I used to throw a bone. Me, me, a buddy of mine, Phil Schmidt, and I used to have a tandem freestyle contest <laughs> where okay. in free fall, we'd actually have to throw some move and we would land and all see the video at the end of the day and who had the best move, the videographers would tell us. Oh. 
didn't always get their interaction mm-hmm. under can it got so bad we fly underneath the underneath the canopy at each other and we'd start doing things <laughs> he grabbed his ankle and back of his head and threw that out so i grabbed both <laughs> my legs and, so we're humping our students yes. at this point but you you're, we're keeping it fresh because the video is about the student right so <laughs> why not right. be a fucking show stealer the whole <laughs> they're time they're the ones that paid for it anyway. i know but have you ever tried going limp okay so i went <laughs> <laughs> Every morning is these this, days. Is this during your meet Really, cleanse? dude? I'm still morning, man. I can't roll over in the morning. Uh, it's like uh, a kickstand. <laughs> nope. Those days are long gone, my friend. Seriously? You're younger than me. Oh, well. You lost I morning wood? <laughs> wow. Don't be Nick. Oh, my God. Morning wood. Okay. Um. <laughs> is there a female equivalent yeah, to this since we're having such an open okay. conversation Morning here? waterfall? <laughs> <laughs> Such a mess. Converse- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Such a mess. Conversation's already got me moister oh, than an oyster. Oh I'm gonna kickstand into your waterfall. <laughs> I have never heard that one, and I love that one. I'm going to kick. You know, actually, I was asking somebody the other day. Do you think that there's actually a video out there of um, either a dude like launching up and landing onto a chick and getting it inside, or like either the girl launching? Like, do you know what I mean? Like jumping in. And oh my god! But if you miss, that's going to hurt. Yeah, oh, it's awful. It's gonna be you're, awful. But yeah. you're gonna bend it so hard. <laughs> and you can break the penis, can't you? Yes, I've, you can. I've heard. I've only heard. You've heard or you know? I've heard, but I'll tell you, it hurts when it doesn't work right. <laughs> Ow. Um. <laughs> So Do you guys ever remember those talks? Talks with Sue Johansson, late night talks, sex talks with Sue Johansson. Is she the old lady yes. sex therapist? Lady? Yes, yeah. that's what I feel like this is becoming right now. Are you the sex therapist? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Did the you old, just call lady? Her old lady? Yeah. Uh, well, I do have some gray hair that's coming in. Uh, okay. Well, oh, that's the whole rogue. rogue. Ro- yeah, the rogue, 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 rogue hard. Yeah, the <laughs> Pam Pan situation. Rogue road. Yeah. Oh man. So, <laughs> anyways, you decide you're going to become a TI. Right. We will get Ooh. to the bottom of this eventually. Okay. <laughs> Your DZO so, talks I, you into it. I feel it. like this is going to be the whole show is to try and get to why you <laughs> wanted to be a tandem instructor. Let's just jump and on the top of it and see if we can get the to rest the bottom. Is of it. <laughs> <laughs> These things happen. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so glad I asked you to come and visit. Oh and this is way more entertaining than it. So we have one rule with the show. And yeah. Nick very early kind of set the standard. Mm-hmm. And I immediately agreed. If we're not having fun, we shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. And thank you for listening. I'm sorry if you're not having fun, but goddamn, we are. <laughs> Isn't it oh weird? Yeah, no. We don't really care. I can't imagine someone like driving in their car listening to this right now. Not at least like with a smile or maybe giggling a little bit. You know? I did want to start this. I, do you ever put out there like parental advisory explicit content? Like, so we had to pick a rating mm-hmm. when we listed. Well, I say we, me. I had right. to pick a rating when we listed the show, and your choice is 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 PG thirteen. Everybody yeah. can listen. Or it's mature. Okay. I think immature should have been an option because that's really <laughs> where we're at. Yeah. But no, as soon as I saw there was an option, I'm like, no. It, the first episode, I very quickly, I, I would not cuss. I would use like the F word, the this, and I'd say <laughs> shit. And he's like, why is there a line? I'm like, what the fuck? Why is there? A, and, and it's hard because I feel bad like some of my guest families listen. And I'm sorry, I'm a fucking potty mouth. Right. Um, but it, they're just words. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things I liked about you is I'll pick on you and beat the shit out of you. But you know how I really <laughs> feel about you. I've right, got a right. lot of respect. I mean, I think that the, the guest has words. to take a little bit of responsibility of like, if they say, hey, mom, I'm going to be on this thing. Like, hey, you fucking told your mom about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. should have <laughs> known. Like, yeah, you're going to hang out with a bunch of skydivers. Oh. 
there's a fridge full of beer and we're telling silly stories, yeah, it's probably going to get in a That reminds me, I did tell my mom about this, by the way. Like Jason David Frank is, uh, hi mom, how you doing, Ashley? I was going to say, I did, I totally forgot. I told do you about. look like your mom? Do I? That, do you? I'm asking. Yeah. Because Ashley's well, mom's got it going on. <laughs> oh my God, no, I took a picture. See, and then it gets so weird <laughs> no, so no, fast. No, no, I think it's a real question, and then DJ says some shit that it's like, man, what the fuck do you do when I don't see you? Like, are you a sex criminal and I just don't know about it? <laughs> Pornhub. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Well, about how your, did you ask that question? About your poor mother who was possibly <laughs> no, listening. About my mom, who actually she does look pretty good for age. I will say that. And why I do you say for her age? Did you well, just call her. I don't old? know because I'm oh, 30, so that clearly oh. makes her older. You know? <laughs> <laughs> What's your mom's name? Joan. What's up, Joan? Yeah, I'll let your hey, boy. Joan. What's up? Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, Joan. <laughs> did you Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's totally inappropriate. I really hope that she's I'm watching. Just, but even if she's Joan. not watching, I will send her whatever link I need to. So Joan, that. Joan, I'm sorry. I'm a very well-mannered young man. We're just having a good time. I don't drink that often. I got half a beer in me, and I'm getting pretty loose. But All right. Kombucha, okay. though. About no, Joan. But what I wanted to say about sweet Joan. Joan. Yes, sweet Joan. Yes. Uh, gross. I can't say that. Okay. So what I, wa- <laughs> what I wanted to say was I posted a picture of... Uh, her and I, Griffin, did I say that right? <coughs> My mom and I. Um, so I posted a picture of her and I, and Josh Cookie from Spaceland Dallas um, oh. said some, you know, some gross. Yeah, Cookie, this is a shout out to you. Talking about how my mom was super. He's like, damn, I didn't know I actually had a sister. Nikki's like, what the hell, dude? That's her mom. Gross. So anyway, yeah, she's hot, is what this all boils down to. You know, I come just got out of Spaceland <laughs> Dallas sometimes, Joan. <laughs> you know, you, you, started, you started out that sentence very <laughs> awkwardly. <laughs> you know, I come. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, did you do that on purpose? Not often anymore, awkward, honestly. Awkward pause. Yeah, that morning wood situation is really Did, did your mom? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, You're God. a bunch of degenerates. I miss, <laughs> Thank you for being my friend. I miss those days. Does your has your mom made a skydive? She has not. No, she refuses never? to. But when my sister turned 18, I took her on a jump. My sister's like n- eight years younger than me. I took her on a skydive. That was pretty cool. Has your mom come out to the drop zone? And yeah. Check it out? Oh yeah, definitely. She thinks it's amazing now. She hated it at first. Um, yeah. And you know, she knows that the partying and all of that. So she just gives me crap all the time. Hungover again, Ashley? Really? But I mean, she drinks. <laughs> she, she well, drinks she's got a, a bottle point. Of, a You're bottle never of. gonna amount to shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh God, what's that joke about the uh, the mutual fund? Uh, what's the difference between a mutual fund and a skydiver? A mutual fund will at some point mature and make money. <laughs> oh, I bet uh, that's a good one. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Actually, that is a Sarah. She tells like the worst jokes Whoa, on the plane. Time out, Sarah. Who? Sarah Wilson. Sarah Wilson. What's Sarah Wilson do? She's or Sarah Moore. Sarah Wilson. She's a TI. She's another chick TI at uh, Spaceland Dallas. Oh my God! Two female tandems. Oh, 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 oh! Here's the the factoid I wanted to add. This is like the circus freak uh, episode that we yes, to this is worth it. <laughs> I don't know if we are the only ones, but <laughs> we've got two female TIs at Spaceland Dallas, and both of us have three nipples. Mind blown. Now wait a minute. Did you show me your third nipple while we were there? <laughs> Jesus. I, I, I'm sure I, I think did, we yeah. did. I think we yeah. actually like. You, I usually do show that. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, or fortunately, <laughs> however you look at it, she will only show you one at a time, <laughs> depending who you are and how much. So, you become a TI. I want to oh, stop. Yeah, back on, to this. Okay. Well, I want to stop on what it takes to become a TI for okay. a second because be, being a lady is one thing, mm-hmm. but people regularly come to me wanting to take instructor courses. And being like, dude, you're not even close to the qualifications. I don't say it that way. I understand they're ignorant. Right. And they've got to learn. So I'm like, yo, here's what you got to do. Oh, I'm not close. 
So how many years do you need in the sport? To become a TI. Yes, Three years. And how many skydives did you need to have before you did this? 500. And a lot of people will go out and they'll do hop and pops to get that 500. And I don't think that's invalid. I don't think that's wrong. But I think you're going to get a lot more skill in free fall. Because you said, Scott, well, I said it at Skydive like nobody's there. Right. But that's what you described. Yeah. You should be really good at free fall because you're free falling for two people. Mm-hmm. So three years in the sport, 500 jumps. You also have to have what first? A D, a D license. A D license. So at least 500, or that's part of the 500 jumps. And night then jumps. Yeah. Night jumps and a coach rating. Yeah. So that's what you had to do to get there. Yeah. And an FAA medical. Correct. Yes. Do you know why we have to have an FAA medical? We do. It was the, uh, what is it, the diabetes thing as far as like passing out and the faint and then the, um, the what is, I don't know what else it there is. There have been actually, options out there. pilot and so it's. So when when uh, UPT Strong Enterprises first introduced tandem skydiving to the to the FAA, they wanted to make the FAA feel good about what was going on. Mm-hmm. So like, hey, yo, they needed this experience and they need an FAA medical, which we're we're flying a passenger around, so this should make you feel good, right? And they did. And at, at some point, we accepted a dot physical, so a Department of Transportation medical physical, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is a much 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 more thorough physical. Uh, the FA medical we have stuck with because it checks for DUI backgrounds, drug uh, history, drug arrests. So right. that's really a big part of it. So I, I hate to discourage you or dissuade you. If you want to become a TI and you have a DUI, you have extra work to do to get that medical. It's a lot of extra work. So if you want to become a TI, hit a local examiner up. Hit me up, and I'll be greedy for one second and say info at the ratingscenter.com. Um, and I'll answer your questions for you. I'll help you out. Uh, but that's what you got to do to become a TI. Yeah. So now you're a tandem instructor. Mm-hmm. Do you remember any of your first students? I do. My first <coughs> live student was a cutaway. But first, can I get assistance here? Yeah. To your right is a bottle cap behind the hat. Nick's got you. Your left. Not bottle cap, bottle opener. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. To my, to my her left, left and my also right. not a bottle cap. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> also though, I feel like that DUI. Oh, thing, I love Scott, especially with Scott, a Scott, 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 Scott. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> that DUI thing. Um, well, with uh, <laughs> with TIs and with partying and you know drinking and driving that you're not supposed to do and everything like that that nobody does, but you know that's something that <clears throat> you definitely kind of forget sometimes when you're partying because it is easy to get caught up in the party scene at the drop zone if you're definitely if you're living on the drop zone you're you know you love everybody you work with you're having a good time you're partying people want to go places one last one at the liquor store whatever else but that's a huge thing with tandems if yeah you get a dui your medical's pulled you're you're done you know so that's you lose your job yeah you lose your job completely um Anyway, just want to touch on that. No, be but responsible. You're going to party. You're going to drink. Yeah. I, just a good example. I'm going to throw uh, d- private information out there, but Ashley's drinking a lot tonight. Right. She's drove from Dallas. Part of this invite was stay at our house. A lot of our guests who drink end up staying here. Glenn Downing was on the show, hung out, got drunk, vomited after the show, and crashed on this very couch <laughs> as a guest. I love you, Glenn. Have you seen him and I's handshake on the plane? No. We vomit. We're throwing up. So, because that's a he piece. He's sitting on this couch, the uh, Nixon, mm-hmm. and we're Shuby and I are hanging out and talking now. Nowhere he covers his mouth and runs out of the room. He makes it to the toilet. He knows his. Wait, job. wait. This was after the show. I kind of glazed over. I wasn't listening. Okay. After the show, and he and he made it to the toilet and vomited. <laughs> so be responsible is the point. And Ashley's yeah. crashing here at our house. Yeah. We have a pretty comfy guest room bed. Right. Actually, I think Justin's taken advantage of that before. Yeah, a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Is taking advantage of it tonight? Or taking advantage of the yeah, couch or taking advantage of a drunk yo, woman? What's happening here? Let's, let's be very clear. 
<laughs> Justin's going oh. home tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Justin's going home tonight. So anyways, you I, I forget about your dad. You uh yeah. <laughs> you you become a female tandem instructor. You remember mm-hmm. your first tandem student. Yeah, oh okay. Um, <clears throat> so I went through the course, didn't really think I wanted to do it. I did it. I actually thought it was pretty fun because it was a new, exciting thing. I was super scared all the time. Every fucking jump. I was so scared. And I have this thing that I even do still today. And I've been doing t- like, I've been working at tandem only drop zones where all I do for four months is just tandem, tandem, tandem. But I still do this thing every single time right before I go out. It's like a crazy OCD issue uh, situation where, you know, you check everything and I do it like three times just to double, triple check, make sure that everything's fucking good to go. Time out. Who doesn't do that in this room? Nick, do you do that? I honestly feel like I do too many handle checks sometimes, yes. which isn't how I know I'm doing yeah. the right amount. If I don't do 12, I haven't done enough. Oh, Justin, yeah. do you do that every time? I do a bunch, yeah. Man, and I, yeah. if you ain't checking your gear. Every time I move, every time I feel something. Yeah. Well, and the thing, too, is to get into the routines that you're always in, like just like the muscle memory with the EPs and all of that with our students, uh, with AFF. And that's what I love because it's like I could not, I don't even really think about it, but I know if I'm feeling the right thing or if I'm doing it, yeah, and you just, it just runs. But anyway, uh, tandem, something was happening. Tandem, you were getting into skydiving. Ah, yeah. Yeah, you were excited what, about but, being a new TI. But your OCD process. <laughs> oh, what, yeah, tell, yeah, the, o- the OCD process. So I was super just like, I felt like I couldn't stop doing enough checks. And even when I'd get to the door, like in the beginning, even when I'd get to the door, I was like, oh, fuck, did I actually check that? I'm like, yes, just, just fucking relax and go. Just trust yourself. And that's the big thing with doing tandems, especially as a female, I think, um, is just having the confidence to know that you can do it, especially with the heavier uh, passengers, students, um, and just in some of the shittier wind conditions, rougher landing areas, all of that kind of stuff, you just have to know that you can do it. And then when you know that you can, you actually do. But the second you doubt yourself, yeah, you're going to fuck yourself up or you're going to have that shit landing where, okay, I, I walked away from that. All right. But you just have to know and not second guess yourself, especially with skydiving. Cause everything happens so quick. Um, so that's something that I kind of got into a routine of is just being confident in myself. My first live tandem, I had to chop it. <laughs> your first, your first tandem is a cutaway. My first live one, well, because like remember, student, it, real paying student, real paying student. Yeah. And the thing it was so awful too, because <laughs> I, I got my tandem rating right at five hundred jumps, right at what you know. So I had what five hundred and thirty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Were well, you as good of a skydiver as you thought you were with five hundred jumps? I thought I was going to be stellar and then my canopy skills were shit and everything was, I mean, I was just doing everything just to keep us stable and not do the potato chip because I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to be that asshole instructor that like the videographer's flying with you and like, they just can't stop potato chipping. What's mm-hmm. wrong with, you know, I wanted to do it. I didn't want to do well. I wanted, I always want to be the best at whatever I do. Um, which may not always, I may not always show that because I like drinking and partying and everything, but I like to but you do the best at that too. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so there we go. I do, I do like to do the best at everything. Um, but <laughs> okay, this is so easy to get off topic. Holy shit. Um, so doing that first tandem, all of the TIs, they're all dudes. Um, they're all just talking to my student saying, oh my God, you know that this is our first live one and she's only got 500 jumps. We've all got thousands of jumps. Like, how do you feel about that? And just making me feel so much more nervous yeah, about it. that's super shitty, man. Oh, like, th- I think that's the joke that you make after the fact. Yeah, that's something because, you do I mean, after. You should be supportive of your friends who are getting their rating because any anyone who learns a new thing in skydiving, anyone yeah. who's willing to be the new guy at any part of skydiving again, man, that's that's admirable. You yeah. know, you got to respect that. Amen. And if you're fucking with someone before <laughs> that jump, 
Yeah, that's a shithead move. Fuck with them after that. When right. you land with that student, that should be your icing on the cake. If you get to say to the student, hey, guess what? Yeah. I just got my rating. You're my first real student. Well, and not only that, with students, though, you want them to have a good time. This is essentially about them with tandems. So you don't want to be just sitting there talking to your, your other TI buddy the whole time on the plane or the other TI and just constantly making jokes with each other and almost acting as if they're not even there. That tandem student, how do you think that makes them feel? That is the one thing that drives me fucking bonkers when... Okay, go. I no, know, I know no, I'm, I'm listening to you. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm leaning in for the conversation. Okay. <laughs> it drives you bonkers that guys do this. Uh, yes, it drives me fucking up the wall because it's like, I love having a great time and I love joking with the student, with the TIs as a group. I don't like it when it now kind of singles out and it's just you and the instructors or you and the, fu- or whoever. Anytime it doesn't involve the student because they paid a lot of money. This is their first experience. They don't really know what to expect and they're super nervous. So you want to be talking to them, fucking around with them, not the, the TI next to you. You know what I mean? Or you could do it as a group. But once, that's the thing that I hate that people aren't super receptive about um, how to treat each individual uh, student and I keep wanting to say customer just because past experience we would say customer but it's just it is a student um, there's still <coughs> customers also though yeah there's yeah, a valid so there's point that. to that yeah but each student is different and you have to kind of read that student and I think those are the best tandem instructors even if like some of their skills in some areas aren't top notch at least the uh, connection that the student's getting with the instructor is you know, that's a huge thing. You're sharing this new experience with somebody and to be able to connect with someone and also give them this first time experience that they may never have again because they just want to do it once. You've got to know how to read your student. Not everybody wants those nasty, dirty jokes. Some students do. So fine, whatever, do it. But like some people you got to be soft with when you talk. Like I literally change how I talk to people sometimes, like th- like the volume of my voice even, because I feel like it's, it's matching them for what they want for this experience. Which is another reason why I love tandems because I feel like I get to act all the time. So it's constantly a performance, you know, which I love. So I, I play that game for sure, man. <laughs> yeah. hey, one of the things you say is p- people receive it differently. You definitely have to perceive your audience, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you have to understand your student is not your audience. The whole plane is. Yeah. I actually working at Spaceland as a TI full time. This is twelve years ago now. A gentleman called in and wanted to sue and told the, the manifester that he is suing for sexual harassment and I'm going to be named in the suit because of a comment I made. Oh, wow. I got paged. I got pulled into an office. I got spoken to privately and said, this is a comment you made. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It was not me. It was my video guy, Joe Smith. There's no real Joe Smith. I'm not going to implicate my friend. Joe Smith got called in the office and said, absolutely I said that. And, the, and what happened is the gentleman said to my student, if you reach back and you grab that ball and you start tugging and nothing's happening but DJ's giggling, you just keep tugging. He'll open the parachute for us. Mm-hmm. And God, people, it's so fucking tacky. Dude, so I get <laughs> Jesus, grow the fuck up. Like that 10 years ago, <laughs> shit. Yeah, maybe that, that was funny. That a lot, God, though. get over <laughs> it. I got threatened Shut the fuck sexual up. harassment so because of inappropriate. this. I mean, aside from inappropriate, it's just fucking, it's not even You're a good joke. Rude. It's fucking stupid. No, some of the jokes like, are, you would, yeah. yeah. I so mean, bad. I can appreciate a shitty joke, like a dad joke, whatever. No, 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 but, but I'm just like, yeah, like hey, some of this those 50, ones. 50 year old lady that you're saying that shit to, or. Like yes. the, the person next to her, like fuck, come come up with a better joke, man. And that you don't know yeah. who's listening. That's the thing, yeah. So this dude threw sex, uh, threatened sexual harassment because his family heard. <laughs> I just heard sex. Me, Sorry, yeah, sex heard me say that when I first of all I never said it. Right. And unfortunately, that video guy owned it. That video guy called the dude. There was a large conversation, and it settled itself out. 
But somebody else heard somebody say something in the plane, and A, it's rude as fuck. B, it's sexual harassment, and, and lawsuits start happening now. Yeah. So it doesn't matter who your student is. It matter, period, what's going on in the plane. And what's the difference between you and a, a, a hard-on and a Porsche is not a fucking good joke either. I'm sure you know it. You've heard it. But it's mm-hmm. have some ta- tact. You said they're a customer. They pay $200 fucking ballpark for a tandem skydive no matter where you go. Oh, yeah. They deserve $200 of customer service. I'm with you on this fucking soapbox. That's yeah. why I leaned it. I'm like, I'm in. Number one, they deserve $200 of customer service. Yeah. Number one. Number two, give them the time of day in the plane. The last thing you want to do is fuck you on exit. And I think you will both agree with me, you observing and you observing others. Your students, when they're relaxed, your students, when they feel part of the group, your students, when they're chilling and hanging out with their homies, Mm -hmm. typically do better because they're relaxed. Yep. Your students who are nervous and scared because all they can do is think in their head and go, oh, my God, I'm jumping out of a plane. Oh, my God, I'm jumping out of a plane. What are they talking about? Oh, my God, I'm jumping out of a plane. You're distracting that fear. You're distracting those nerves. And you're giving them the best fucking time possible. It might be your 12th tandem for the fucking day. But it's their anniversary. It's their birthday. It's their time to shine. Yep. So I love the soapbox you got on. Well, I just want to say one more thing about it. Say all you Just want. another thing that happened the other day. <clears throat> um, so there's the factor of a lot of students want to or uh, you know want to come on just do a tandem, a skydive, you know, yada yada. Um, their first jump, and they want to do it with a group of people because you know they're nervous, they're scared, they want to go in a group, they want to go with their go with their pack, their friends, and so sometimes people won't go because nobody wants to go with them, so they don't want to go by themselves, and um, there's a lot of times where people will just go by themselves, so now they're completely on their own. So I just wanted to add even more to the fact that you really want to make them feel involved yeah. and be constantly w- the you know the second that they walk out of the manifest or whatever, whenever it's time for you to start talking to them, um, you know, and you're their instructor, you want them to feel like. Hey, man, I'm just your friend. We're just going to go have a fucking awesome time. I'm about to take you on a skydive. I'm about to take you to work with me. Like, I tell people sometimes, like, this is basically like that bring your daughter to work situation. I'm just strapping you in front of me. We're going to go have a good time. And I want to show you what this is all about. Um, So especially people that come out on their own, just so that they get that experience. And then they tell other people, like, yeah, I was super nervous. I didn't have anybody to go with, but I went. And they actually made me feel super calm, relaxed. Like, I feel like I could actually hang out with them, get my license now, you know, all of that. So... It was just another factoid. It's it. Spike in. Uh, I think that's huge. Like, yeah. not that, not that I hate feeling like a salesman. Yeah. But it really is. Like, when, when I first started skydiving, I was fucking selling the idea of skydiving to everybody. <laughs> and there was nothing in it for me at that point. You know, yeah. I just loved it. And it's like, I just wanted to share this cool, super exciting, awesome thing with people because it had, it had impacted my life. Yeah. So, you know, in a huge way. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I just loved it. And I wanted to talk to people about it. And it didn't matter who you were, or what you were doing. The first thing I fucking asked anyone in conversation, you ever been skydiving before? It's the coolest thing ever. And uh, I think that, that that feeling of, it's odd that the people who get to do it for a living can lose that that feeling so completely. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. anything that you can do that, uh, I think this is an important thing why people should keep fun jumping. Right. People should keep fun jumping. If you had a dream to be a badass free flyer, cool, fucking do it. Go on a couple free fly jumps every week. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's a little bit of money, but like, especially with the way things work at Spaceland, when it comes off of your account, it's like, yep. is it really money? Yep. Come on. Well, no, that that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it really? This is monopoly money. What is this? this is, yeah. But man, just w- whatever it takes to to get reconnected with what you love about skydiving and yeah. why you decided to give up your anthropology degree or give up your business or whatever it was that got you working in skydiving full right. time. Fuck, man. 
It yeah. was it was worth it then. It's still worth it. The only thing that's changed is the you know the instructor's attitude about it. Right. Skydiving's still just as fun. Skydiving didn't change. You did. Well, and then, you know the thing is, my students all the time with tandems, they um they're like, so you guys like live here and like you know what else do you guys do and like you just do this all day every day. I'm like, yeah, it's like an adult summer camp. That's why I love telling people. I'm like, it is literally an adult summer camp. We live here. We work here. We play here. And the thing that I like is that I've been. <clears throat> My four years, I've been kind of relocating every four or five months to different locations, just kind of bouncing around, getting different experience, stuff like that. Um, but it's nice to put your roots down at some point. But um, it's fun because you meet a bunch of people and people will come and go and all that kind of stuff. And the people that I talk to about how it's an adult summer camp and how all we do <laughs> is just jump out of planes all day and then we end the day and we have beers together and we hang out and play. It's, you know, it's kind of like brother sister. We start hating some people every now and then, but it's <laughs> a really good time. And so many people are like, Oh my God, I wish I could do that. Like, and they sit there thinking, Hmm, I'm sitting up here in my office right now. I could maybe learn to skydive. Maybe I could do that. Maybe I could become an instructor because you never know who could be the next instructor, who could be the next skydiver, a badass canopy pilot or whatever, you know, who could be the next person totaling their car on the train tracks. <laughs> Yeah, or that too. <laughs> Total train wreck. I um, yeah. <laughs> one of the things you said earlier, Nick, you bring you wrapped it really to, uh, well together. There is, don't forget life before skydiving. Mm-hmm. And so many guys and so many gals live on the drop zone twenty four seven. And I'm I'm not going to fault you for living in a trailer on the DZ, but I'm going to tell you, get out of your trailer, get off the DZ. And what did you do before? And I mm-hmm. will say. I have friends I miss prior to skydiving, and I may or may not have uh, kept those relationships, but because of skydiving, I just neglected them, and I'm no longer they're no longer my lives. Yeah. And it would be super cool if some of those people were still around, and I wonder where they're at, and I've caught up with some of them. But also my hobbies, the other things I do. Nick, you and I, and Ashley, we all live yeah. off the drop zone, I think for the reason that we have a life away from the DZ. Right. How important is it to, to each of you guys that, I have hobbies. I have lives away from the DZ. Oh, it's extremely important. Um, last winter, I went to the Grand Canyon and worked there for a little bit. And that location is just literally on this, you know, the Grand Canyon National Park Airport. It's not a drop zone. It's not. So you go there, you you know, you check in. There's just, there's not even anywhere to hang out. It's literally like, here's helicopter tours. Here's caravan tours. Here's skydiving, you know, whatever. And that really rejuvenated my idea of okay i want to start hiking again i want to start climbing i want to collect rocks i collected a million rocks while i was in the grand canyon they are now in a plastic bag in my closet however i did collect them and i love them but you know that makes you a hippie right (laughs) are you gonna polish them did you feel the energy of those stones during your cleanse i actually went to sedona when i was there and i got i got on did you get your fucking palm red what did the psychics say i didn't however i really want to i do i'm i really want to but anyway um, I went to one of those wind vortex things because you're supposed to feel stuff. I, I mean, I felt wind. I don't really know what else I felt. But <laughs> Wait, is this felt, outside? This is outside, Oh, my yeah. God, there's wind outside sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Let's fucking give our lives up and move yeah, there. I mean, it was... God, there, that's what my tarot card no, said there to were, do. There were these crystal <laughs> vortex things everywhere you looked. And you hear what you're saying? I'm not saying that I liked it. I'm saying I experienced Sedona, and that's what I saw. <laughs> the crystal vortexes in Sedona were amazing. <laughs> That's I, where I but, found my stones. But I did, I did That's find than I fly. <laughs> That's where I found my stones. That's where I found most this of my stones. This is my fifth beer today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went on a brief Can I tell you something right now? It sounds like what you're reading is a journal entry. And actually, in my phone, every single day, I do a journal entry on my calendar or like a diary or whatever, just because half because I 
forget what happens and I want to know what you know sometimes people have to fill you in because you forget um, it's called blacking out but um, <laughs> so you have <laughs> you have a life log book is that what you're telling me I do have a life log book and I'm very dedicated to that log book almost more so than my skydiving one but yes I even put in there um, you know like my time frame of when I sleep so like last night or the lack thereof and all of that um, but yes you know the, the chronological what do you what do you call when you like um, name the rocks from where they're from and you like you know like on those butterflies where you stab a needle in the oh, butterfly and yeah you're like, yeah like at a you index them chronologically. <laughs> 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 well, clearly I don't because they're in a sack in my closet, but <laughs> I do love them. Um, anyway, that sparked my <laughs> again uh, feeling that yeah I really need to live off the drop zone or not even really just living off the drop zone, but doing other things than just skydiving like going to the lake you know boating or whatever going on a hike or just doing anything other than so i started rock climbing the indoor rock climbing in dallas uh Mm -hmm. richardson i did that right when i got back and i was going on these bike rides the lime bikes you rent those i've seen those pictures with you guys yeah Yeah. (laughs) um mateo hates those if any of you know who mateo is he definitely hates those um but i kind of support them it's fun because i don't have my own bike but yeah, you got to do other stuff. You got to remember who your friends are too. And, you know, I went to this wedding last weekend up in Minnesota with people who don't skydive. They've each skydived once, I think. Um, but it was awesome being with them. And I'm like, holy crap. Like everybody that was there was all my friends from before skydiving, which was seven years ago. So it was such a trip to see all those people and be around them again. And it felt like no time had passed. Like it was awesome. It was really good being around those people. But at the end of it, I was kind of ready to come home to my sky family. I love my Sky family. It's a dysfunctional family, but it, it is. Yeah, one. it is. So one of the biggest reasons we brought you here tonight, and Nick, we're just going to close the show with the uh, film festival's promo. I thought that would be the easiest way to integrate uh, I that. think we should tell people that we're going to do it now. So st- I don't think anyone actually gives a shit. It's just a video I made. It's a fucking dope video. <laughs> you want to watch it now? Don't believe the hype. No, I want to say that we're going to watch it now, but then actually put it off. Like, you know how news, <laughs> news stories do it? Of like, coming, coming up, up soon. Next, the yeah. eight things <laughs> in your house that are definitely killing you. Up next. <laughs> and I said that it's going to come in the middle of the show, and we're well fucking past that shit. Is you're a female tan instructor that's one of the reasons right and and let's be real i'll tell you right now guys will look at you and tell me she can't be a ti and that guy's an asshole because i know plenty of guys who will go she can yeah i've worked with multiple women becoming ti's and i believe the strength is physical necessary but emotional as well Mm -hmm. you have to want it something you said earlier you have to go out and own it something you said earlier I mean, dude, if I pull my sleeves up, your arms aren't, my arms are the same size as yours because I got bitch stick figure arms. <laughs> are you saying that I have bitch stick figure arms? But you're a bitch. Oh, so okay. Oh, okay. Oh. I mean, bitches be tripping. <laughs> you should see these muscles. I don't know what they're called, but they're big. Man, you got tape? Because you're torn. You got some. <laughs> oh, my you, you got some God. <laughs> oh, my God. Steven used to do this. He, oh, he'd go God. up and do that. And then his next one's like, hey, you got some. Uh, you got some tape because I'm ripped. You got some Ted thread because I'm torn. Hey, you need a Band-Aid? <laughs> yeah. It's your fucking cut, son. Hey, you know what this is? Like it's a gum hey. rack. <laughs> hey, do, do you know a good veterinarian? No. Because these puppies are sick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I add a joke with just one? What? Yeah. Okay, what? what do two lesbians do on their period? What? <laughs> Finger paint. Ooh, yeah, I, like it. I just wanted to That's throw a nice. super random one in there. There you go. Yeah. Hey, oh my god! Uh, you want to hear my favorite joke ever? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you know why tampons never talk to each other? Why? Because they're all stuck up cunts. Oh, <laughs> I like that one. I oh, like man. that one. Use that shit. Yep. So there are people who will say you can't flare and land a tandem student. Yeah. 
What's the heaviest student you've landed with zero help? Two fifty. It <laughs> was awful, but it, it you have to you have to. I, I had issues before pounding people in a little bit, but then I had this one dude who told me to do this rollover trick, and that's what that's what I do now, and it fucking works. I teach it as getting out of a pool. You pull yeah. yourself up to your chest. You lean over your chest. You yeah. push down. And, and and I don't care who you are. If you're having a hard time flaring, it's a good technique. If you're not having a hard time flaring, it still will do some things for you, including posture. Yeah. Now, you've learned better technique. Yes. You weigh how much again? Uh, 145. And you took somebody 250 pounds out the plane, and you stood them up and landed them no problem. Well, no, you stood no, them, you landed them no problem. Sorry, landing. you landed <laughs> oh them no God. problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, how many times have you taken somebody that size? Well, 245 is now my my weight limit that I do at Spaceland. Um, but there's she oh, gets just, just enough for ALS. Excuse me, what'd you just say? So you're just trying to get enough for ALS. Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. I don't want to be sitting there taking these 239, 239, 239, and just getting fucking nothing for it. Um, so, yes, I did. However, I will go. You know Steve Sr. <laughs> listens to this. Well, hi, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That's her boss, by the way, if you listen and don't know nothing. Um, but, okay, so my thing is, is you know, I take over it I, I definitely will go over it if i need to whatever if i look at the body type that's fine but the moment sometimes with some places the moment you say that your weight limit is 250 okay well then you can take 255 or you can keep going so that's why i say 245 and then we'll see the situation but i want to know for sure that if for some reason they don't want to like especially with women um that are heavier uh women that are 240 typically have a long or a hard time picking up their legs which means that they're going to need their arms to lift their legs and actually spaceland is the first drop zone i ever worked for that i was actually having students land with me so every time before that i was always responsible for landing those students even up to 240 or 245 or whatever um <clears throat> so with spaceland here i want to know that the, the, the whatever size that i'm taking if they can't land with me, that I'm not going to need their strength to help me land. You need to make sure that you can land on your own. Before we leave uh, today, before we leave tomorrow, whatever, mm -hmm. let's talk. And it's just easier to do this off off the show. Yeah. But I'll talk to you about some harness tricks to make sure you know. Because mm -hmm. I took a 287-pound lady. She mm -hmm. has zero issues lifting her legs. Oh, no, that's the thing. Yes. She was five-something. So 287, though? Are you serious? Yes. Ew. We used to have a much heavier weight limit. And, oh, my uh, God. 287, super nice. Mm -hmm. No wins. We still... It up those icaruses with uh, with uh, tandem icaruses with wing loading do have a good flare yeah, to them. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll talk to you about some tricks that help them that basically if you adjust the harness right, their legs will come up without any help. Well, that's what I've figured out now is if you do this little trick where they're down here, then when the parachute opens, they're, they're just literally a sitting... Different trick. Oh, it's a different, different one. And you'll like, I think oh, you'll like it better. So we'll talk okay. about that. Okay. But one thing I want to sidetrack on is, is you said something that, that was the same effect for me and the same for Nick is mm -hmm. we'd never worked around a situation where tandems land and space land is very unique that if you learn to skydive, the drop zone owner wants you to understand how easy it is to check your altitude, how easy it is to pull, and how easy it is to land on land on your own. Mm -hmm. So we show them that on every first tandem, hoping to get them hooked. Yeah. And so many people get afraid of like, yo, man, I can't land there. I can't jump there. Because as examiners, a lot of us would teach, and I would have taught at some point, you uh, don't let your students land with you. But I very quickly learned you have to know how to do it. Yeah. And we see rookie TIs all the time, and we all work in the same uh, company, who land rookie TIs with their students with them with zero problem. So, you know, it's it's off, It's off. funny that oftentimes some of the guys doing the best landings are the dudes freshest out of uh, out of the program. 
Freshest, freshest with their rating because yep. all of the things that work are still super fresh with their brain. And people who may have learned and gone gotten their rating at uh, a less reputable establishment than the rating center or just or just learned before these techniques were well-known and were a thing, yeah. some of those guys still struggle even though they have a huge amount of experience. Well, and I'll agree with you 100% on that because, like I said, Spaceland was the first place I ever worked for mm-hmm. that you know they needed to assist in any kind of situation high winds or weird wind i mean like we're having dust devils now and all this dumb shit up in dallas so like the wind is just awesome all the time that's sarcastic by the way but you're still having your students <laughs> <laughs> you're still having your students land with you um so you know you're kind of flying with them and like you said just how you talk to them and how you talk to them about how you're gonna like it took me a while to kind of like finesse it and everything and now the thing that i love it doesn't happen all the time but sometimes we'll land and I'm like, that was so awesome. How do you feel? You pulled the ripcord. You flew the parachute with me. Like, did everything, man. And they're like, yeah, but you were an awesome instructor. Like, I felt like it was super easy for me to do all these things. And um, especially people who have jumped somewhere else before, that it was just straight up a carnival ride situation is what the students literally call it. Um, And they're just like, yeah, no, they didn't have us do any of this. And, you know, you're so calm talking to me about it. And it really made me feel like, well, yeah, I could totally do this and it is easy. And, you know, maybe I do think that I want to, you know, get my license or whatever. I've never seen so many students come through a drop zone like I do at Spaceland. It's insane. It's awesome. There's a reason. Uh, last year, I believe 2017, Spaceland had the most day licenses with USPA at like 160. And that's just Spaceland yeah. Houston alone. Right. And I think it's because we try to convert everybody to skydivers. Yeah. I mean, as a drop zone owner, if you if you want to think that a, a, a tandem is going to make you the most money, there is an advantage to that. But then buying gear from you is going to make you a lot of money. Them doing 100 plus jumps a year from you is going to add up to a lot of money. Them bringing their friends to learn to skydive from you is going to make you a lot of money. And I understand it's a fucking business. And see how far and long the business can run you. Right. Because now we, we have one tandem yesterday. We had a bad weather day. I think you did. You leave early for that. Um, we, yeah, I left a little bit early yesterday. Yeah. We had a we had a uh, we we sent a load up, mm-hmm. and the wet rest of the day is shit. And one tandem stuck it out to the very very end of the day. And at the end of the day, they're gonna send an otter with a tandem. That's what they're about to do. Yeah. Oh my God! There were fun jumpers around. There were people hanging out. It was still a light load, but that drop zone owner now saved his ass some money because he had fun jumpers filling up those slots. Mm-hmm. If you got that much tandems and you can afford another plane to make it make even more money. Yeah. <coughs> I, I mean, I, I understand that the the most expensive seat on the airplanes is a tandem, right? Yes. But what would you rather have? One person that was does one tandem and fucks off forever. Or one person that does one tandem, and then they come back for their second tandem. They come back and mm-hmm. do 16 more instructor jumps. And then they bike gear, and then they become a licensed jumper, and then they bring all their friends out. Like, what's really more valuable? Who, who really yeah. should you be catering to? And that's what I think is, uh, you know, St- Steve Boyd is a, is a businessman. He's yeah. very smart and, and uh, is great at running uh, his business. But also, it's, it just makes sense for, like, hey, this is how skydiving is going to grow. This is how skydiving is going to survive. We have to get, continue to grow the sport, right. and this is how it grows. So uh, I you know I have a huge admiration for the way they run their student program, and I, it's you know absolutely no coincidence that they churn out the numbers of A licenses that they do. I heard it was twice as much as second place. You know if that's true? I I do know. Combined, that answer is true of all space lands. But uh, we had 160, and second behind us was 120, 140, somewhere around there. Um, and these numbers are coming straight from USPA. Right. So I, I can't tell you who the other drop zones are because they can't tell me. Uh, They're gotcha. like, we, we can't let you know certain things, but we'll tell you the numbers. 
And it was just me finding out information, just SNTA crap by like safety and training. I don't right. know if you figured that out. <laughs> so you're, you're, God dang, uh, you're landing with students, tans and toggles. I, this is a, another one of our thousand sidetracks. Right. Um, but can you safely land a student, uh, land and parachute with a student's hands and toggles? Can you safely land with their hands yeah. and toggles? Yes. Yeah. And how many tandems do you think you have having students land with you? A thousand, five hundred? I would say like maybe seven hundred. Seven hundred. And for me, I'm going to say that number is about two thousand. So yeah. it's not super huge because mm -hmm. we have friends who have a lot more than that. And I've rarely ever had an issue. If I've had an issue, there's a time and place where I'm like, hey, you know what, man? I'm going to land this one by myself. Mm -hmm. Just chill out, hang out, hold on to your harness. We're going to be okay. And and that happens maybe one in every several hundred jumps for me. Yeah. Or, or he did because I haven't been a full-time instructor in quite a long time. Um, ten years, man. I'm just I'm so excited. It's the Rainy Center's ten year anniversary coming Holy up. Holy crap. So yeah, it's super. Wow. I just I'm just when, when's the official anniversary? October. October what? Um, dude, I don't have an exact date. <laughs> Is it the twentieth? Because <laughs> shit, we're having a party already. You're invited. Wait oh, a minute, what's shit. happening October twentieth? October twentieth, Gravity Lab Film Festival, the second annual oh, film festival. It's gonna be so amazing. We're gonna show you a video later. We're gonna show you Cheers. a video later. What video later? The uh, <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. The Coming coolest, up next, the coolest, funniest, dopiest video. So T ten years though, ten years, that's, dude. That's awesome, uh, dude. And I have got one of the most phenomenal teams. I've rented a lake. I rented a, a house out at Lake Travis for everybody. We've got several bedrooms. I think there's a uh, six couples or seven couples showing up. Examiners and coaches for the rating center. I'd like to invite all of people who've helped me. But, dude, a man, a two nights in a home like that is fucking expensive. Do you also have a bowl for everyone to drop their keys so that, like, you know, <laughs> that situation? Uh, are, there, are there railroad <laughs> tracks around? Oh. <laughs> are you going to smash that weekend? Oh, man. Smash that I weekend. don't know, but there's a fucking foosball table, ping pong table, fire pit outside, pool, jacuzzi. Yeah. Thing, yeah. I, awesome. I, I, man, these boy, I, the rating center. I really am proud of what we've done as a company, and I don't think it's because of me. I think it's because of the team around me that I've got to work with. Man, Hank, God bless your heart, is, is a godsend to me. Nine of ten years with us. Valerie runs a lot of courses. Uh, Chris Fudala, you met recently, has been a huge help. Uh, Daniel McLaurin runs canopy courses for the rating center. Uh, Aaron is recently. Man, I just. I cannot thank these people. You know, enough. everyone yeah. in this room has sat through a ratings center course of some sort. Uh, actually, I've done your coach course, your AFF course, your coach and your AFF course, and you're all my children. Oh, my oh gosh. Isn't that a soap opera? Gay. All my children. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah, super gay. I like finding out, like, oh, you learned to skydive from Justin? I'm your granddaddy. How do you, you do it? Do you guys feel like skydiving or skydivers is a little incestuous? A million percent, man. How many of our <laughs> friends have dated the same girl, bro? Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> what do they say? Uh, you brothers. don't lose your girlfriend, you just lose your turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Sad. Oh, I love you. Now I got to watch you bang all my buddies. <laughs> no. Man, Valerie, uh, the, uh, I hung out with this dude named Ben, super great guy. Uh, the first time I hung out with Valerie was with a buddy of mine named Ben. At this point, they're exes. We start dating. When we go to Indianapolis, Ben offers us to stay in his house all the time. I'm like, uh, and I, we're cool because there's no awkwardness to it because I never knew them dating. But yeah, we're Eskimo brothers, Ben. I love you, <laughs> homie. <laughs> oh, we, oh, Jesus. Uh, Heath wants to know about your most recent tattoo. Oh my Man, see, I took the phones away, Heath, <laughs> and you go to Facebook. See, we uh, did this to ignore Heath. Well, he got me on the sick, live stream. Sick tats, okay. bro. Did well, that shit hurt? Sick tats, What does that mean? How long did that take? 
What are you gonna do when well, you're old? Okay. <laughs> what does your mom? What does your mom think? Well, he says, "Hey, this. I have this one right here. Check it out." <laughs> Wait. You with tattoos is just like me with ginger jokes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Shut the fuck no, up. Shut the fuck up. Oh my god. No. But uh, so Heath recently got his first tattoo. No uh, shit. Heath, yes. you didn't tell me this. Fuck okay. You. This is the story. Uh. This is why he's saying your most recent tattoo. Oh, okay. He's so sick he, tat, bro. Yeah. Sick that shit hurts. Oh my god. And the tat. Dude, is what are you so gonna big. do when you are the old? The tat is so Dude, sick big. Tat. You can't cover it. It's so big you can't cover it either. Um, so anyway, uh, we're all uh, drinking, hanging out. A few there was like eight of us, I think. We were in downtown in Deep Ellum actually, and then we're talking. It was Heath's oh, birthday. I love that brewery. <sighs> yeah, no, it's good. But we weren't there. We were at the Deep Ellum. You know, whatever. I mean, like Deep Ellum is like the area, not just a brewery, right? I just know it as a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a beer snob, sorry. We <laughs> beer and scotch. Well, we were in Deep Ellum, and there's a Deep Ellum tattoo area there. And we were talking about Heath's birthday, yada, yada. And we're like, oh, we should all get tattoos. And so then Heath said that you want to get a plane or something like that. So this tat right here, do you want me to zoom in right there? God, don't uh, say tat. It's so tacky. This tat, brah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this guy used to work in a tat parlor. God, shut the f- <laughs> front door. Front door. <laughs> So anyway, we all got these tiny little airplanes, and only Heath and I got them right here on the bicep. That's pretty sick. Oh my god, did that hurt? It hurt (laughs) so bad. How long did that take? It took like two hours. Oh my god. What is your mom gonna say? Well, I don't know. Actually, my sister told me this morning that she's gonna get a tattoo on her butt that says "wild" because she's always wanted a tattoo on her butt. I'm like, what's wrong with you? She's 22 years old. I don't understand it. She has her nipples pierced too. Like WI on one cheek and LD on the other. No, I just realized if my mom is listening, she doesn't know that. Oh man, you just put your sister in the shit. Joan, uh, Joan, it's not true. I've how seen do, her. How do you remember my mom's name? Oh God, the fact that he well, still knows honestly, it. I only remember Joan because it rhymes with moan, and I was like, Oh, Joan. Oh. Mm. And then I was like, No, that's kind of fucked up. So I'm not gonna do that. Oh my but God. you brought but it back up, so that shit's it. your fault. Oh God, okay. that literally just happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? True. You know what I Joan, love, Joan. It's not true, okay? You have a yeah, sweet, nothing, innocent nothing. little daughter. Yes. She's never done anything wrong. <laughs> exactly. See, I'm the one that does everything wrong, not the younger there you ones. Go. So yeah, blame yeah, it on you. Mm-hmm, You're yeah, an yeah. evil influence. <laughs> well, yes. Oh my god, I had a fortune cookie the other day when I was in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> in Minnesota, I had a cookie. <laughs> in Minnesota, I opened up this bag and there was a fortune cookie in there, and uh, so I thought I'd open it up. So I was like, Hey, I bet this is a good fortune. And you know what the fortune said? You are a really good influence on people. And my friend immediately snatched it and had to take a picture. And I was like, oh, my God, this is this has got to be a joke or something. Wow. See, it comes out when I'm it's drinking. It's like a half. Like it's got to be a joke. It's, oh, it's, it's fading joke. in and out. It's, it's great. It fades in and out. But see, this, this cookie is, my, is a fucking joke. Eh? <laughs> uh, Maybe it like means that you're an effective influence. Maybe not yes. that you're an influence of positivity, but that right. you are good at influencing people. Oh, he, I mean, you're making me talk is, with yeah. a Minnesota accent. There we go. Yep, Joan, Moan. I mean, all of it's oh, happening. Oh, Joan. Oh, uh, no, <laughs> oh Joan. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Joan. <laughs> sorry, super inappropriate. Sorry, it's the accent. Sorry, sorry, Joan. <laughs> Here's what I don't get. Your, daughter, say... your daughter's nipples are so pierced, Joan. <laughs> I uh, say the word Pornhub and you cringe, but you take it I, oh my God. I really think it's the accent that makes me feel like I can get away with it. Yeah, because it just oh, sounds John. so innocent, right? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. 
Sorry. Okay, but what I was going to oh, say before is that I love how serious we got for a little while there, and then it just dialed right back to the parental advisory explicit I'm context situation. Full circle to your yeah. mom. Oh. <laughs> yeah, full circle to your mom. <laughs> So I wonder how many, and, and you were honest with us when you showed up. Like I had a few <laughs> notes coming in, things I might want to talk about or I might want to say. And, and you ask very nice questions, and we're like, no, don't fucking worry about it. We're going to sit here and we're going <laughs> to shoot the shit. Do you understand what we're saying? Yeah, now? no, I did not fully realize. Yeah. But I will, because sometimes I feel like I have to dial myself back. Like, what can people handle? I don't want to do full blast just in case. We you know? did seven days together. <laughs> well, I know, but that was off this off the we, air yeah. so this is my release from <laughs> skydiving this okay. is me like <laughs> unwinding it, 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 you get in a seven day aff course you get to get a little bit more of the real me yeah because god it's it's a pretty intense week for you guys yeah. and i know how stressful it is so i really want you to have fun because when you go out on a skydive number one you're going to learn a little bit better because you're enjoying your life right number two when you go on a skydive and you have that stressful asshole student which you're all going to get most people are cool most people are nice most people are a pleasure to work with but now you're going to be like, you know what? I've been here. I've been under stress. And I learned to handle it with fun, not to handle it with stressing the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're, let's go back to being serious for one second. Joan. Can I grab another beer, though? Why not? Is there a limit here? No, there isn't. And realize if you're avoiding that last shiner, I have a whole box of shiner underneath. No, I want to change it up. I don't want to just stick to the one thing. Yeah, but. yeah. And if you want that Guinness, that's one of those nitro Guinnesses that's cool in a bottle. But there's also glasses down there in the fridge if you want to have a cold glass. I just want to make sure I'm not going to get cut off. I got cut off at the wedding, so I just don't want to get cut off here. <laughs> yeah, man. You're crashing here. You're good to go. Um, you can't beat Glenn at the puking contest. I took that last blood and honey. And that shit is amazing. I love it. You took the last blood and honey? Yeah. Oh, I think there's another one hidden I behind somewhere. I was so happy to see the blood and honey in there. Yeah. I had, and I have a few more down there, so you'll get another one. Um, crap. I completely forgot what I was going to um, be. I really wasn't going to be serious. You know, we... Yeah, we he keep, was going to get serious for a second. Yeah, How many serious thoughts serious. were you having, sir? I'm not having very many serious thoughts. Uh, so now you're a TI. You've been doing this a while. What is, and I think you've actually already expressed this, actually. And <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's going to have a Minnesota next. I don't think that was Minnesota. I think that was I'm like not sure what that German. was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you ever watched uh, the Californians on SNL? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that, that was. Is that newer? California. Yeah. Though I, oh, fought, and I get made Are fun you of. Cheap? You got to take oh, hold the on. Over to the freeway. So I don't want any. I just wanted to know what you're eating. So yeah. what's your favorite I've part? I've been of eating these? this whole time. You're cheese. Yeah, I've I've eaten some of these. <laughs> one of these. Have you? What's your favorite part of doing tandem skydives? Uh it's weird because it, it, like I said, I, I kind of have been relocating every four or five months, kind of thing, switching up each place, which I like because then that keeps with the whole vibe of um, you know skydiving is your life, but then everywhere else you go, you explore those new places. But with skydiving, the thing that I really like the most is that, you know, oh, well, some days you're going to have bad days where you just don't want to do it. Some days you're going to have really awesome days, but I love the connection that you have with people. Sometimes the connection's super awkward and you feel like there's nobody home and that's just weird. <laughs> but then there's other times, especially when I take bigger guys, I walk up to them and I'm like, hi, I'm Ashley. I'm going to be your instructor. They're like, are we going to be okay? Because you're so <laughs> small in comparison to me. And there are way smaller female TIs than me yeah. um, <clears throat> who take the same weights and do the same thing that I do. And so it's the same deal. Um, and, you know, I always just tell them, like, well, I don't do the heavy lifting. That's the parachute's job. But still, I mean, you kind of do. Um, but my favorite part is when we land 
and you have an awesome skydive with that student and you really connect with them and you have an awesome landing and, and then they stand up and you again realize how much taller they are than you and they're just gigantic and they're like, oh my God, that was fucking amazing. And they didn't swear like the entire time. And then all of a sudden they're like swearing uncontrollably when they land because they're so excited. And they're like, thank you so much. Like you fucking rock. I can't believe that you do this as a job. And I don't know. They're just super pumped about it and they're so excited and Every time that they say that it was like life changing, I always try to remember what it first felt like for me when I first started skydiving. I can't like completely remember because skydiving is so ingrained in me now, but I do remember that first moment of free fall that I had where everything was gone. Like that's what I wanted to say before when I totally had a squirrel moment. <laughs> free fall is my <laughs> free fall is my favorite part because when you jump out, you literally think of nothing else. Like you are only in that moment. There is nothing else. I mean, maybe on a tandem I'll think about like, oh, did I leave my oven on? Did I forget to do the laundry? Whatever. Sounds like KDP when she does that <laughs> voice. <laughs> okay, so she has one of those two. Cool. Um, but yeah, the free fall is my favorite part because everything is just right there in that moment you are just forced to be in the moment and just love it and that's what i tell my students before we jump because that's what i remember from my first skydive that's what i tell them like you're just there there's you can't get back in the plane so you might as well enjoy it you are literally in that moment you are thinking about absolutely nothing else and that's a, a big thing that everybody has is you're constantly thinking well what just passed happened what's happening in the future what am i what do i need to plan what do i need to do but skydiving free fall you are just fucking there and that's it it's taught me so much not just receiving that, but I learned to live in the moment better in the mm -hmm. real world. In the real world, I remember to be like, wait a minute, there's nothing I can do about yester minute and next moment. I can only deal with right here and now yes. and enjoy it. And it's brought me so much more happiness. And, and Nick, you've known me long enough, no doubt. Skydiving continually grows my ability to be happy. Now, part of it's my maturity and my growth or la lack thereof, but uh, man, skydiving brings me an inner peace. Yeah. One of my biggest goals tonight with you was to bring that female skydiving or tandem instructor perspective. And quite frankly, we've not really touched it much yet. <laughs> but what you have touched a lot of is, is the fact uh, of just good tandem instructor stuff. Yeah. And I think this is awesome because I really at some point want to talk with some people about good ideas, good thought processes about TIs. Hank's going to eventually rejoin us for that. But... Guys, gals, listen, and, and TIs, go back and listen. You want to be a TI. Go back and listen to what Ashley said about this customer experience, about this student experience, about inviting them in into our lives. And, and the, Nick, I've asked you more than once to shoot video for my friends, and I do agree that a lot of our guys shoot the same standard quality video you do, and, and I do agree a lot of them treat them the same way you do. But I think most of them don't, you don't, most of our, uh, you connect better with my friends than most people. And I think it's partially because of our established relationship. But uh, I'd really like to believe that that's true. But man, we have a few really good videographers right now. Dude, like people who I am. Leo? Carlos? Leo, Carlos, Rob. Man, those guys are fucking killing it. Dude, I love, man, I watched uh, Carlos and Rob one day, man. This fucking couple does an engagement jump and, and whatever, man. I kind of think engagement jumps are a little bit cheesy myself, but I'm not going to ruin their moment, man. I'm going to celebrate with them. That's, that's what it's about is their love. And then Rob and Carlos see the parents standing off to the side behind the fence as they're walking back in, and they're fucking slammed busy on a Saturday. And they immediately like, yo, 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 come here, mom and dad. And they took an extra two or three minutes to make sure they got photos of the family. And then like, yo, yo, you guys need to come in. I know you're taking your Can we get pictures with your family? 
those guys are absolutely minches, man. I, I listen. Uh, Minch is a Jewish word for just a- outstanding person. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to a podcast. A guy calls people a minch a lot, and it's kind of got stuck <laughs> in my vocabulary recently. Um, they're, they're just fucking outstanding. GCs is Rob would call GCs, them. Those GCs, those good cunts. <laughs> So I love what you've brought to the table here as far as just being a phenomenal T.I. I do want to spread out to these ladies out there and you fellas who have female friends who are thinking about it. And quite frankly, some of the fellows who are smaller who doubt themselves that they can be T.I.s. Yeah. What advice do you have to these folks coming into this? As smaller people or just in general? Women in general and smaller people who, I mean, weaker, because let's be real. You don't have the same muscles. I just, Heath just sent me his bicep five days. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> mm, um, bicep flex. Well, I just want to say that. I mean, yes, whatever. Being a TI is awesome, and it's hard, and all this. But you do have to be committed to being a tandem instructor, especially as a female. And not only that, um, <clears throat> most of the places that you work at, you're you might be the only female tandem instructor there. Typically, that's all it's ever been. There were places before where I had to carry the load, and the moment where it happened for me where I was experienced enough and I had people actually looking to me, what do I think of the wind conditions? Like, should we jump? And they're actually asking me, you know, kind of thing. It was a huge moment for for me. I was like, oh my God, these people are actually looking up to me. They're all dudes. They're all dudes. You know, and everybody has their ego and skydiving and everything. But with chicks, you do have to have a little bit of a shell. I mean, I, I that's what I feel personally. Um, I love the sister and skydiving thing. I think that there's a lot more female instructors now uh, I don't actually know what the count is for tandem instructors. At some point, it was like 98, and I think it's more than that now, isn't it? For, uh, I, I wish I knew the number. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But either way, just with tan, uh, it, it depends on where you are because a lot of times, you know, guys want to poke fun or they want to mess with you or they want to flirt with you or they're trying to do whatever, trying to get in your pants, yada, yada. You can't, you do have to have a little bit of a tough shell. Um but if you can have a mentor of some kind, that'd be awesome. Like uh, Nikki up at Spaceland Dallas, she's trying to get her tandem rating. And I think it's amazing. And I love that myself and Sarah are female tandem yeah. instructors up there. And I think it's great. And I actually have a lot more female uh, tandem instructors friends now than I ever have. I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot more that are realizing, wow, I can really, I can do this. Because they're seeing, there's a whole... Um, thing on Facebook. I think it's, I don't I actually don't even know. I'm so bad with social media stuff. I don't even know, but it's, I think it's ladies in skydiving or TIs and or lady TIs and skydiving, something like that. But there's this whole Facebook page just for females and chicks just to post on there and like, Hey, I need a job somewhere. I'm a single chick TI. Like what can I get a job somewhere and not feel like, you know, nervous or like I'm going to get, get harassed or something when I go somewhere. And not only for, for female TIs, but even females who are solo and do manifest and do packing and all this kind of stuff. Any female who wants to work full time in the sport and isn't dating a guy, it's a really big deal to try to move to a new drop zone on your own because you get super nervous. For me, I've always been kind of an asshole or had a tough shell so I don't really care because I can get along with dudes a lot but um it's uh, like I had somebody recently ask me well I'm a single chick you know who's newer in the sport I don't have a tandem rating stuff like that I'm nervous to go try to get a job at a different drop zone because you know I'm a single female and that was the biggest concern I'm a single female trying to get a job at a drop zone it's man 
as ladies, I like what you say. Don't be afraid. Step forward. Do your job. Communicate with these other gals. And and I love and prefer you have a good female mentor. Yeah. But at the same time, as an instructor, as a packer, find a good male mentor if you can't find a female. Yeah. And there are those out there. Because there's a lot of us guys who, I mean, for me, I, I personally am excited, turned on. I prefer a strong, independent, powerful woman, hence my wife, Valerie. Um, it, it's something that I... I I'm not not only threatened by, but I promote and push, and I immediately draw to back to our friendship. I'm like, God right. damn, this girl is strong. She gets her business. Right. Um, find that guy who can support you, who can help you. But the other side of the coin I want to hit is, you're a fucking creep, dude. How often do you get hit on on a drop zone? Would you say it's a daily? hourly or minutely basis well because i'm so amazing because my shirt even says magical motherfucker it's probably hourly maybe minutely i'll go with minutely yeah no just kidding it is actually like full for real it is um daily like multiple times a day yeah Uh, nick we just saw recently saw a female instructor come into our drop zone a new gal how often do you see the guys hawking on this poor girl gosh you know i honestly feel like she doesn't get it as uh bad as I've seen some other females get it. Yeah. And I think it has a lot to do with the way she carries herself. Phrasing. So phrasing. I know. I caught that. I'm mean, so glad you caught that. Are we so not so doing I'm phrasing anymore? She's getting that dick. But, <laughs> but no, she's I feel smashing it. I feel like she's like, she carries herself really well and she kind does. of demands a level of respect. She and does. I don't, even though some guys might flirt with her, I don't ever see, I don't, I've never seen anyone disrespect her. So she doesn't get disrespected. There's no doubt she, and I'll, and uh, Woodbury rolling, because we're only speaking positive of Woodbury. She is a phenomenal human being. You mean Blindberry? She, she actually will Blind be. Blind <laughs> She will actually be on the show sometime soon. She's one of our local stand ins who, who we want to have on sooner than later. Nope. But we She's have, not coming. But we if have. If she shows up, I fucking quit. <laughs> I, uh,. Woodbury, you want to be the co-host of Gravity Lab <laughs> Radio? Like, Fuck you guys, I'm they're, not going on that show. They're not big shoes to oh fill. Uh, <laughs> no, they're like, Is what, that, size six? Okay, hey, like, go so yeah, look, Can you do too. a close-up on his feet? Is yeah, that possible? No. No. Can you do a zoom in? No, he can't do it. <laughs> what you know about a size seven son? <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Can I say one other thing, too, though? close. <laughs> female. Yeah, this is my life. I know, female, right? You weigh oh more God. than me, all right? <laughs> the fan is compensating, I'm just saying. Okay. But the other thing about the female thing is I'm not trying to say, like, hashtag me, too. Like, oh, we're all so innocent. No, I mean fucking... pound me, too? Or pound me, too. Like, <laughs> I... I, <laughs> I get it. Took me a second. Oh, you Are you serious? Yes. Hang on. I, I do, I do want to say, like, there are girls who, like... Being instigate a girl, it and just do it. Yeah. No, the instigate it. But honestly, I say more filthy, dirty, inappropriate, rotten shit to my male <laughs> friends than my female friends. I have grabbed far more dick than vagina on the drop zone. All right. <laughs> I've kissed that's, more men on the drop zone the than women. That's just the way it goes. And it's like yeah. skydiving. Working in skydiving, you're just gonna have to have a certain sense of humor and level of tolerance well, for inappropriate behavior. Men or yes. man or woman, you're gonna get it. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying with the <laughs> women you need to have a tough shell or something, but just skydivers in general, you can't be a fucking pussy. I'm sorry. Like you just you have no. You just have to have a sense of humor. I like it. Well, I, you know, I I don't know. It's just. You got to grab life by the pussy, right? Yes, you have to grab by the pussy. I mean, if Trump showed us anything, it's how to grab life and chicks by the pussy, right? (laughs) America. Man, I I love it. It's Gals, get out there. Own your life. Do what you want to do. 
female tandem instructors, like you said, there used to not be tons of y'all coming around. There's more and more. Scooter, I think you've known. Yeah, I was just thinking of Scooter's Scooter name. Scooter was actually my mentor. Well, yes. she, okay, I was still packing when she finally came up to a West Side and worked uh, up there. And she was one of the ones who only ever, uh, she was the only one who ever had the uh, students flare with her and all this. And we're like, what the fuck is she doing? Oh my God, she's going to break herself. Not realizing that was a Spaceland thing. And she came from Spaceland. How dare she share that <laughs> dream with everyone? <laughs> I know, right? But she was amazing. I loved hanging out with her. She was such a badass chick and she would just get shit done. Oh my God. She took this dude like, okay, so when I say it's, uh, female TIs who are smaller than me, she is way shorter than me and tinier petite and she took, yeah, and she took this dude one time. I think he was 230 or 220 and tall as fuck. He was so tall. He ended up passing out on her he was completely limp on landing. She did everything in her power to flare it, to try to kick his legs up. But she has tiny legs. He had these mat. He was like fucking Gumby. I don't know. He was huge. And he's just limp. And uh, she <laughs> surfed his ass in. And it was a first date that he was going on. This chick comes over, running over. He's got scrapes all over his face. He's coming to. Oh, my God. It was the funniest shit ever. Uh, it was amazing. But anyway, she's a tough chick like and, and and i'm happy to have known her and she's done some shit in her day but yeah scooter. tammy hart scooter she's yeah. a sh- she tunes in every now and then she is an absolute dear friend to, yeah. to a lot of us uh we're about to wrap here in a second uh before we go to the last question which is an easy one i want to make a deal with you i hope you enjoyed your time i hope you had fun mm-hmm. there's no way we scratch the surface of the bullshit stories <laughs> we can tell Please come back and do this again. Of course. This has been awesome. We'll, we'll definitely give a break. You're, yeah. you're, uh, everybody's apprehensive regularly, but now that you've done it, yeah. it's wor- worth the time. Yeah. Thank you so much. As we get starting to wrap up, we get close. Anything else you want to share about Ashley and, and let the world know about either you, tandem, female tandem instructors? No, there's nothing else anybody needs to know. Just come actually see me in person and you'll be shocked. Dude, guys, gals, check out Skydive Space and Dallas. I am Dallas. not egotistical at all. She really does a good job. She's not really as vain, vulgar as you might think she sounds. Um, I'm a very critical person, and you've impressed me very well as with your skills as an instructor. I don't really care about the female part. Now, let's be real. You are a cute instructor to top it off. So, yeah, I like little white girls, athletic white girls. So, uh, how you doing? And the flirting continues. So, man, Nick, Justin, anything else you guys want to add real quick? Uh, October 20th, we're having a little <laughs> film festival. And that film festival, you can win a free Aries 2, that fucking dope $400 altimeter from LMB. Yeah. A free ProTrack 2, the $350 audible free fall computer from LMB. GoPro 6 from GoPro. Now, I can make nice. no promises. Last year, GoPro promised a GoPro 5. The month of the show, they said, oh, we're going to make it a GoPro 6 and seven, uh, six instead. What? We got a 6 coming for now, and that's all I'm going to guarantee. But, man, these companies are stepping it up. 20% off a rig from Velocity Sports Equipment and a free jersey looking just like the one I'm sporting today. We'll find out your size. A free custom jersey from Option Studios. The winner, they will fucking custom design your jersey for you, make you one. You can order more if you want, but there's some dope prizes out there. Edit your video, throw it together, five minutes max, make it cool, make it look good. Tonight we're going to close the show. You will not compete against Nick Law. Nick, you are ineligible from the show. <laughs> that's fine. Screw in the you. near future because we all know I'd fucking win. In the near future, <laughs> we're gonna open up what I call the NL class. So guys and gals, step up your game so we can bring the Nitlock, Nick Lock class in the future. No, that's why I actually thought about uh, giving a few people like a, a tutorial about how my brain builds 
builds these videos. Mm-hmm. I don't know how exciting that would be. You know, Cameron, he's a new jumper. He's been around with the Dude, with yeah, it takes dope photos. Yeah, I sat down with him for maybe 30 minutes today and just gave him a crash course about editing because he, he edits a lot of videos, so mm-hmm. I th- or edits a lot of photos, rather. So I thought that his brain would have a good grasp on it, and I actually enjoyed talking to him about it. So if you catch me in the right mood on the right day when I've got a little bit of time, Maybe I'll talk to you about it. If you're serious about putting together a video for the for the film festival and, and you've got some decent footage to work with, send me a message. Maybe we'll talk about it. So check it out, man. I, one of the things I've been trying to talk Nick into, guys and gals, take him up on this fucking offer. Number one, see how somebody else's mind work and get, and get good at it. But number two, I've tried to talk you into the idea, and, I just, and I'm having a hard time wrapping it around my brain as well. Of getting Nick to throw a little quick improv or non prompt to, but a little quick seminar together with people like, hey, these are the things I think through. These are some of my processes, and let you guys have some open question and answers. If y'all take them up on this offer and you're serious about it and you're really learning and you're really trying and you really understand what you're trying to do, maybe just maybe after a few interactions, we can convince you to do that little uh, seminar. And the seminar is hard because software is very different from program to program, it's very different. Sure. And there are only a couple programs that I know very well. And so if someone's editing on iMovie, I don't fucking know iMovie, but I can tell you how, how I set up my footage, how I pick the good stuff, and how I think about putting it all together. I can, I can communicate that to somebody else, but uh, I don't know what command whatever does in my movie. And I don't, I don't think any of these guys need the technical no. detail of how to control the application. I think they but need to understand. But that's an element of it. It is. It's a balance of, like, it's oh. a, balance of a few things, and you got to know how to work the software. For sure, but when but there there are endless YouTube tutorials about any software you want to use. Mm-hmm. So they need to know not to use a wipe on every single fucking transition. Star wipe. There's only star wipe. Star wipe. <laughs> so Nick, what we what are we about to see? Uh, so this is uh, about four minutes of uh, skydiving movie magic. It is shenanigans. It's, it's basically fun mixed with all the uh, sponsors for for the uh, for the event. So everyone who's uh, donating prizes or space lines donating jumps, what, whatever it is, uh, they've all got their spot. Oh yeah, you can win free jumps. I'm sorry to interrupt, but there's like five people requesting one more EMA. Oh my god, eat my ass, motherfuckers! So <laughs> on that note, guys, gals, this is Gravity Lab Radio. Oh, yeah. We're gonna tune oh, in. You got that volume up, Justin? You need yeah. that volume. We're gonna tune out with this fucking dope video. It'll be on our Facebook page next uh, tomorrow. Gravity Lab Radios, blue skies. Hit that shit, Justin. Woo! We're out. <laughs> dun, dun. He wasn't ready. Dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun. It's not playing. Dun, dun. He said. It's dun, the Comcast. Dun, dun. Are you <laughs> telling me that Comcast dun, dun. is struck again? I've literally pressed play and nothing's dun, dun. happened. Refre- did you try refreshing <laughs> it? How old are you? Oh, my God. So, wait, what's showing it right was, now? It was Nothing. working the entire podcast. It's a black screen huh? of death. It was a black screen. It's us God. again. It literally talking? has been working this entire time. So, can I do something the into end. the camera? Yeah. Is it going to see anything? Yeah, this camera. That one? This one right Which here. Which one do you want? Oh, how inappropriate is this going to get? Bring her to this one. Bring Joan. Her. Joan, I'm sorry. No, I'm not going to do anything. It was right just here, my right. It was my sign language right EMA thing. Right here, right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Look at E-M- Hey, you know, there they, you go, Heath. They already you invented, better fucking come on the show, you dick. They already yeah. invented sign language, and there are already letters that exist. <laughs> I All right. want to use those. All right. <laughs> I see Justin getting closer over there. I have hope. Should, oh. I, ha- should I have hope? There we yeah, go. we do. All right. Turn up the volume. Now it's finally working. Thank you. Okay, enjoy.
y'all might know this, and some of y'all don't. Some of y'all might get with this, and some of y'all won't. But listen, let me clear my throat. Oh, have mercy, babe. Ha! I hope you don't mind. Let me clear my throat. Thank you, dedicated one out to everybody here in Bahama Bay in Philadelphia. Here we go now, check it out. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, rock to the rhythm of the funk So I can get busy just one more time to the beat And you don't quit It's that old school rap with that new school hit Need a pipe and pick the pimp up the cool rap to run And I can still pimp up the house Every goddamn time I get on the mic I go crazy Peace out the CeeLo Flex and Doug Lazy I bet you never knew, but now you know I'm the undisputed king of this disco And I never let the mic magnetize me no more Cause DJ Cool rip up the whole damn flow Now I'ma rock around with the greatest of these And swing like a man on the fried chopies And if you don't like it, you grab on these And now I have to help you the right home, please Yeah! Ha! So look at him Check the flavor of the rhythm I wrote And while I get a chance here, let me clear my throat. Oh! Have mercy, babe. Ha! I hope you don't mind. Let me clear my throat. I need these monitors right here. Music and the monitors. And it's all a little something like this here. <laughs> Now, if y'all want to party like we do, if y'all want to party like us, let me hear say, Join me. 